Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Uh, the future of consoles is a portable that's half ARM, half CPU. Is that... Am I still employed? <laughs> yes. Chris Wolfhard. You should be allowed to kill him. And Dr. Agro. So much has changed. Nothing has changed. Here on Gigaboots. I think me messing up the joke was funnier than me saying it correctly because I'm now imagining Phil saying half arm processor, half CPU <laughs> in a pitch room to people while sweating gallons. <laughs> he becomes Ranchy Pitchford. <laughs> uh, Phil, what is this uh, stack of cards? You seem to have brought a deck of cards here to the to the board meeting. What's... <laughs> Have you seen my thumb drive? <laughs> Anyways, hello everyone. Welcome to Big Think Dimension number 240. This is the one uh, where Chris doesn't exist because he didn't beam me a video and I didn't beam the yes, video. I, I, oh, you I are did. Oh, okay. So that's on me. Anyways, uh, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? Minutes before we went live, seconds even, I realized we have to talk about Haze. Uh huh. <laughs> That, that was a real game we played. Unfortunately. <laughs> let's, let's move him over. Oh, he's, he's kind of there. Oh, it's actually capturing perfectly, even though he's there we in go. the right that, spot. There I am. Yeah, it's him. Get out of here, the rest of us. There we go. He's perfect. We got him in his cage. Right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the other games first. Hey, Bob. Hey. We played, you played Pizza Tower. Yeah, so I'm the first time playing Pizza Tower. So it was, it was pretty good, like I was talking about last week. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was fun. fun. Did you know? Why? Please, Bob, why didn't you use the parry at all in any of the boxes? <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, please. I feel like all he of them did, are though. so easy if you use the parry. <laughs> I tried to learn it a few times, and I just couldn't get the timing down. So I, I gave up on it because it was like, I can learn this just dodging. Uh -huh. More quickly, I would platform better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't use the parry at any especially important moment my entire playthrough. If I were playing it on my own system where my TV was close, I would probably do it. But mm -hmm. where I'm across the room, and my eyes are getting bad. Now worse. that may sound like cope, but no, Bob's fucking blind and will <laughs> not get new glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that is in fact not cope. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pizza Tower is really good. Like, I was surprised by mm -hmm. how it's, funny it's it was. stunningly and, good. Yeah. And I'm ready to be fucking pissed because no game journalist played and it won't be in any Game of the Year discussions beyond, like, <sighs> ours and a couple other podcasts. Yeah, right. we spent... I feel like we spent a chunk of either that or the pseudo-regalia part of the stream talking about how impossible it is for these games that are so good to show up on any game of the year list because if you're not a part of the journalist click right the indie game doesn't get any attention it is really weird that that like something as big as pizza tower could get overlooked like i feel like everyone was talking about that for a few weeks mm. for months like every single artist i know gushed about that game like there were multiple memes like where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of art were produced by the community of like this character guest stars in a pizza tower episode right right 
and like but i but i but then it has like four reviews on metacritic it has like so few and then no no journalist talks about it it's yeah. fucking wild yeah you literally <laughs> have to be PUBG. Like the <laughs> barriers, the barriers between realms has never fucking been stronger. We we need to do like fucking since we wanted to do and cut the barrier. Ooh, <laughs> I, this is making me think of I think last year IGN put out a video of like we only cover the important stuff. It's like don't say that, Bob. That was like no, that three was this ago. year. That was, yeah, that was this year, year. And, it, and it was yeah. actually worse, Bob. They said. If you've never heard of a game, it's probably bad. So we didn't cover it. Mm, that's healthy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel the effects of the heart-rending uh, algorithm at all times. And even still, I, even though we're individuals, mm -hmm. we're more at risk than IGN at any level. Because they're a corporation. They get to exist forever. They can't die. Yeah. But even we haven't succumbed to the notion of, this will not get clicks. Do not acknowledge. Do not do. It's like, because I would, I would sooner rather die than just be like, no, Dan, you don't get to play Pseudoregalia or Pizza Tower. Get in the box and play Starfield. It's the <laughs> only game you get to talk about right now. You, you got to resist the algorithm to an extent or else you become one of those guys complaining that Paw Patrol has gone woke. Hmm. <laughs> I think there's a swath of people who live at the complete whims of the algorithm that aren't that. I mean, now, you, there's a lot of YouTube channels, and I mean a lot, where you can go look at their videos, and it's like 100 views, 100 views, 100 views. Oh, I, I like pandered to the anti-woke brigade, 300,000 views. That's now my life forever. It's funny because while those people are sad, uh, one might argue Stuttering Craig is sadder because he hopes to one day be those people. Yeah, and so far, it's not so working. far, not working out, is it, Craig? That's that's real rough. <laughs> Sorry, I had to sit in his stream and endure uh, how fucked up that dude is. This isn't even a it's popular to hit stuttering Craig. That man's a disappointment to anyone who knew him. Anyway. Yeah, I was really surprised that uh, David Jaffe went on us. Yeah, podcast. I almost, I almost looked at David Jaffe, who constantly makes like clickbaity sort of YouTube thumbnails. Mm -hmm. Like, I put Phil, 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 Microsoft has leaks this week, so he added Phil Spencer into diapers. <sighs> right? I almost mm. looked at David Jaffe and went, "Dude, you're above this. <laughs> Why'd you go I, on a podcast know, with it, Stuttering Craig? Like, what are you doing?" It, I mean, David Jaffe <laughs> is above that. He is. But it's really fun. It's really funny to look at David Jaffe and be like. David Jaffe is behaving exactly like every game journalist in 2007. That's how far we've come. Is that like, the oh, there's a leak. Here's the CEO in diapers. Is that was what it was back then. Well, you know, he, much like modern culture said, well, you know, we were good by the mid-aughts. We don't need to invent anything new. Just stick to that. We're good. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I was I was surprised he went on that show because uh, David Jaffe does have a trans child, and uh, I know Stuttering Craig would say something that would get him fucking punched by David Jaffe if they were in person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it would be great if we could have more focus on things like Pizza Tower from the outlets. But the sad thing is, they're just never going to be able to circle that square or whatever. You know, they're just it, yeah. That's it's, the it's job so of the YouTubers. Like I, like I feel like. I feel like like Deltarune and Undertale still get underplayed in the mainstream gaming media. And I'm like, Toby Fox is like constantly doing collaborations with the biggest video game creators of all time. I mean, I'm like, like, 
it's so weird how it's like, no, if you're not a big AAA game on a console, we can we cannot perceive you. We have like a curse on our eyes. Now I can't speak to how journalists uh respect Deltarune or Undertale or whatever. All I can say is Toby Fox is undoubtedly a multi-millionaire. So <laughs> who the fuck are you to like, come on now. <laughs> that dude got success from a community that actually loves him instead of facilitating some economic advantage over others. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just something they're not going to be able to do. We're just forever. Like, that's why we're here, right? Right. We're here to fill that exact niche of people who maybe just pay attention to games in general. Um, I think hell would freeze over. It's like, here's GameSpot's day one review of Pseudoroigalia. <laughs> you're like, is there, is there, uh, do you have just like an editor who's like a furry and the editor in chief's a furry and they did a secret handshake behind, <laughs> <laughs> behind a curtain. It's like, we'll trick them all. <laughs> day one. Um, did you have anything else you want to say about Pizza Tower? You barely said anything. No, uh, the the pepper guy is hilarious and makes me think of nothing <laughs> but the April Fool's joke from Bite Number Nine about the apple. Damaged. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Every time I saw him, I was like, he's like the apple from Spanky's Quest because all the bosses are fruits mm -hmm. in Spanky's Quest. This is yet another. The, does it like food, deranged though? Food platform. What? Do they I, like deranged though? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Okay. Different levels I, of deranged, yeah. I backed Mighty Number no. Nine, uh huh, and sort of followed its development and didn't know a fucking thing about this app. Yeah, I told Bob. I'm like, literally, no one remembers it. <laughs> it's just Bob. He's like, I just keep thinking about it at night. <laughs> He's demented looking. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. I mean, it's so many things about Mighty Number no. Nine are demented. <laughs> Look at my plush over there. Yeah. I think it's over there. My plush is MIA, apparently. Stupid fucking power up. But what the hell were they thinking? I also love all the uh, the parry. I've made different animations I made for it. So I, I hit that button hundreds of times, just not in, in, in any meaningful way. Right. Not at <laughs> an important parry moment. Right. No, just because it's joyous. <laughs> he has so many animations. Yeah, I was constantly amazed at how many different layers of things are put into it. You really don't expect that from indie platformers to have all these crazy amounts of animations like every enemy in the game as far as i was able to perceive has a reaction to Papino at full speed running at them uh -huh. and their imminent demise <laughs> that's so incredible uh there's so many different like poses for the taunt like you're talking about mm -hmm. there are so many illustrations that are animated for the tv in yes. the corner yeah, that the, has the, the Papino state right i just i I keep forgetting to look at that TV. So every time I did look up there and be like, wow, there is something new up there that is hilarious. So now you know why I was excited for you to play through it. So I could just look at the TV the whole time and be like, I didn't see half of this. <laughs> right? I was running 900 miles an hour through a level. I was not looking at the corner of the TV. Uh, yeah, that game's fantastic. And I love the soundtrack. That mm -hmm. was good. That's good soundtrack. It's it really good. It had pure vibes. And weirdly enough, its vibes are incredibly different from the Bomb Rush vibes. So this year we have two different vibe-tacular soundtracks <laughs> that were real solid. Did any of us back Anton Blast? I didn't. I didn't back it, but I played no. that demo. Okay. Um, yeah, I played the demo also. Jesus, how it was way better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that I think Anton Blast is a perfectly fine game with good music, but like 
pizza tower is like on another level right like that seems way more like it is directly a wario style game whereas mm -hmm. pizza tower is its own thing with inspirations from that right i mean chat it's was telling us fast <laughs> yes it's deranged levels of fast it makes sonic look kind of slow right <laughs> which is funny as hell uh yeah people were saying like pizza tower was like four different genres at different points so it kind of makes sense that it has its own identity mm -hmm. and then at the last point it's kind of like wario land you know um but yeah pizza tower is really good look forward to game of the year it might show up in some lists maybe possibly we also played pseudo regalia because chris said something last week about i'm not gonna play this anymore until they have a map and i'm like oh chris that's dumb. I'm going to beat this game in an hour. And I was definitely being fully sincere when I said that. I was definitely fully confident of entering the Minotaur's Labyrinth uh -huh. and leaving within an hour. And that stream, that stream from last Friday of Pseudo Regalia is such a deranged playthrough. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have made a joke about it going as insane as it did. Uh-huh. Chris, you've played almost all of the game or a lot of the game. Yes. You know how there's the the staff slam high jump? You yes. do like a butt stomp as it would be in any Mario game or whatever. And then you jump out of that. That was like the last thing we unlocked. Wow. That, that fucking playthrough is deranged. Yeah, it made it so much harder to actually get around the castle. Yeah, I had to reframe all of my fucking uh -huh. built-in muscle memory of how to do good platforming. And it was so nuts. Um, why, why'd you do that? I didn't intentionally do that. Somehow my knowledge of the later parts of playing through the castle <laughs> overrode the beginning enough where uh -huh. I forgot where that was. Um, that game is great. I, I love playing through it again. Uh, the, the developer actually tweeted recently about the map again. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, it's almost together. I just need to figure out how to connect stuff and also how to get the map. And it's like, dude, Dude, the, the you should probably just start with the map. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't well, know. this is this is gonna fix the problem, but I I should still make it difficult because my brain doesn't work entirely right. <laughs> um, there there was some pretty good moments. Uh, you know, John Schwando stopped by the stream, and we were talking about high level systems of how different jumps work in that game. Because mm -hmm. you have um, I believe what they would call in Mario sixty four the side jump, which is you run a direction and then do a one eighty. You hit the opposite direction and jump, and John shows up and uses a you know you can slide into that and it goes even higher and faster away. So, so much of this jump without the normal high jump, so much of this playthrough without that was us just trying to nail that, right? There are parts I get into the deep, dark underbelly of the game and I'm just like, I think we may be softlock unless I nail this jump. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is, that was a moment that happened multiple times. That is a truly terrifying playthrough. Mm -hmm. That was great to have recorded. <laughs> it would have been unfortunate if I was just having that moment by myself. <laughs> and then I have to regale you all with the tale. Um, that playthrough is worth watching, even if you beat that game. Almost all of that playthrough is me sweating and cursing and going, what the fuck? How can I find the first move? Right? Why? Um... God, how far did we get? Did we get three of the five keys without the high jump? It was I, deranged. I so. it was, we got so far. Right. We got literally every other power except for one. You had basically everything. See, you had wall run. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, ludicrous. Yeah, it was insane. 
That game's great. I want more games like that. That game feels good and it's fun and I love the vibes. What a good game. Yeah. If only we could get more games like Beats the Tower and Pseudo Regalia. That'd be great. I think I think as I as I, you know, have been saying for a while, the game industry's really healing because we're getting a lot more of the middle tier and the low tier filling in again and getting disparate genres and vibes and things that we really didn't have mm -hmm. for a generation and a half there. <laughs> as seventh gen crashed everything and eighth gen had the tiniest indie start working. They're like well, I might be able to charge 20 for a game. Uh, like, terrifying. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like we're filling out those price points with really good, interesting, wholesome, holistic games. It's not just everything's roguelike. It's not nice. everything's roguelike or here's this really underbaked thing and it's $15 because EA stamped on it or something. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's unfortunate. We have to talk about it, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're to that point. I mean, you could just hold it in. That, that doesn't sound healthy. No one in Hayes held it in. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> so, to give context, because a lot of people don't follow close enough to figure out exactly what happened or why. <laughs> Yeah, we did a given games a chance for Hayes and that given games a chance because we were so fascinated by the game just flying its flag of exactly how brilliant it is and everything else. We gave it two whole hours. Uh huh. Uh, we did not plan to do that. It just happened. And then we put up that video and someone almost immediately goes, you know, you played most of the game, right? You were like almost there. And I'm like. What? Right. Which they were lying. They were lying. Absolutely. Like, like completely having now played it, uh -huh. we were nowhere near. Yeah, we were not. It, we did not beat it by three hours. We did not beat it by four hours. Right? So we weren't even halfway. But anyway. So we put up the stream goal and then we hit that goal. And so we played through all of Haze, the first pissing shooter. Now, wait. That's. Uh, that's postal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It invented that genre. So, in Haze, in Haze, we literally had the moment that everyone makes the joke about with Bioshock Infinite of that's when Booker, history's greatest murderer, says violence is wrong when it's against an oppressor as well. It does not matter. That was that was the end of Hayes. The end of Hayes is just like, oh my god, it goes both ways. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really dire, and it was really obvious they were going to do that because they kept setting up for it. It was like, no, please, the, anything but this. The highlight of the Hayes, the highlight of the Hayes stream for me. Maybe Bob has a different highlight, but for me is when the game's like, okay, you turned off the device that administers their piss. Uh, that's the drug that makes them not feel or see the rain for anyone who's really not in the know about what haze is. Yeah, it's, it's contained in a vial of strongly yellow liquid that is clearly piss. That is clearly <laughs> piss. So we turn off the central control computer for administering the piss to them. Mm -hmm. We're walking around the silo that this computer was in 
and it's like go go to this wall it's totally an exit and i'm like it's not an exit i stared at that wall <laughs> earlier it's just a round metal sheet it doesn't open there's no hallway here why am i going here i go there it starts a cutscene with us in a different spot mm-hmm. we're just now in a hallway and i'm staring at two dudes who are like oh no i committed war crimes ah and they the first guy blows his brains out the other guy's like oh no man no and he kills himself and your guys in no exaggeration of the fucking delivery goes i'm sorry it was like the fucking fast food employee who's completely checked out he's like my boss is gonna be pissed at me if i don't say i'm sorry so i'm gonna just give the most half-assed i'm sorry i can like it's like that really old tweet where it's like uh i asked the target employee if i could take this camera out of the box to look at it and they said they wouldn't care if i killed someone in front of them I can't believe they made that and put it in the game, right? Um, One of my favorite parts of the game was the incredibly ambitious ending. Yeah. Which was clearly not done at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just Sonido Sonido time warping us across bespoke set pieces around this land tank tearing through the forest yeah they have like a gigantic aircraft carrier but on wheels mm. and we're chasing it down on jeeps and there are different parts that we need to shoot but after we break each part of it because they can't transition to the next part it fades to black and you fade in driving next to the next thing you need to shoot right so conceptually you have quadrants that you're attacking and on these quadrants that it keeps spawning you between yeah. whenever you finish the one set piece you just blow up turrets they didn't even seem like all of them were important parts of it no um and then the back just opens up magically and and, and, the, and then it shows you a cutscene of you going in the back it shows and then you it a fades cutscene to of black his, yeah and then when you come back to your vehicle's upside down turned over inside of it with a tiny fire and i'm like oh this was not done <laughs> this was not done there's, they shipped it. There's literally nothing that sold me more on art isn't finished, it's abandoned than seventh gen triple A gaming. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm, that's a broad use of the term art. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it, it was the most Duke Duke of Forever feeling part of the game. Yeah. No, that's true. There are there were a number of parts that felt like Duke Duke of Forever, though. Mm-hmm. Like we we had that vehicle. That was like the off-roading Jeep thing. And I was like, now now when I see this, I just think of Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah. Because it looks like a thing that someone saw in someone else's engine tech demo. And they said, well, we need that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, we we got, we got can make Halo. We can do that. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, you should be able to make Halo 1 here on yes, the PS3. Here on the PS3. It's funny. A number of people were like, this is like... They were trying to say this is between Halo and something else. And I'm like, yeah, but it has none of the drip of either. <laughs> it's literally sauceless. Right. There's nothing going on with this visually in the least. It's just completely hideous and terrible. It's 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 like people go like use this descriptor a lot, but it, I don't think it's ever been more true than Hayes where it's like, this is a not real game on a graphics card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you see that in the promo art. You know, mm-hmm. they edit the band Corn next to the Hazeman <laughs> in the game. And it's just like, oh, look, the, the, the game characters are real. <sighs> what, a, what, a, what a terrible video game. You, yeah. The, 
the ending killed the ending was so fucking weird we're trying to be about something but are really stupid uh-huh. where you help where it's like well you help the natives push away the evil super military it's like we're gonna use their drugs correctly and like an ominous music sting plays and then that's the fucking end well yeah. even better that was like the ultimate end end right before that was the final boss fight with one of the guys in your squad who became a self-appointed commander of the entire arsenal gear slash shagoad base uh-huh. and the boss fight is like i just oh right that'll cause uh notifications to go off but imagine nine feet wide maybe of room for you to stand at a control center and then steps down on both sides this dude's just running back and forth across this nine feet you could be anywhere in the room and shoot him to death that's their boss fight and then he goes oh oh god oh oh don't tell my mom i'm a war criminal and then he dies (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's peak satire honestly it's it's crazy. And then and then Eric at some point brought up the no not without incident scene and I'm like, "Oh man, that would be great in this game if we had an equilibrium moment." Yeah. You have to tell me he didn't literally ask you to not tell his mother. He literally asked us with his dying words not to tell his mom. That's the last thing he says. Oh my god. Because you spent the whole game going these soldiers are people. They have mothers and fathers. And then the 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 guerrilla fighter troops, the resistance, uh-huh. is just like, yeah, but they commit murders. You know how many of my people they killed? And then you go, okay. And then you book her. <laughs> yeah, then you go do the, the genocide of them anyway. It's like, I went over. Yeah. yeah. Every cutscene, your guy's like, but isn't this wrong? And then the bad guy goes, ah, uh, no. And then you go, okay, well, I guess I'll keep killing. Yeah, Seventh Jet did that a lot. That whole final mission makes no sense because it's after you took out that thing that regulates the piss. So yeah. they uh-huh. should all be like in that state of like, I did, I'm going to kill myself. Right. But instead, we just have armies of troops that are normal. Yeah. And the guys who are going, like freaking out. Hayes is really peak Seventh Gen game writing. Yeah. It really is just the perfect, like, it's. You know, in Final Fantasy, they have the crystals, right? It's one of those. It's distilled with arcane power. <laughs> one might say 7th Gen emanates outward from the game Haze. <laughs> Somehow. It's totally nuts. That game's bad in ways that just sound like a joke. Like, Agro just had to ask me that I wasn't making up what I said. Right? That's the game Haze. That VOD's over on the VOD channel. Uh, I had plans. I was going to play video games. I was going to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And I was also maybe going to check out Starfield. I didn't do any of that shit. I made that fucking Armor Core 6 video. Right. That was my entire week. So I hope you enjoy. Go watch it. Hey, Bob, what have you been playing? I got to play a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get or finish Sea of Stars technically. Uh, but there is a true ending I need to go get. Oh, okay. Um, that game's pretty cool. I liked it a lot until the, the very end, <laughs> which I'm hoping the true ending's actually good because, oh man, the, the regular ending's horrible. <laughs> well, that's to motivate you, right? I guess. Um, other than that, though, mm-hmm. 
I tried a game called Trepang 2. It's T-R-E-P-A-N-G. Mm. Two in all one like catenated thing. No spaces anywhere. In okay. That. Uh, there's a demo out on Steam. Mm-hmm. This is a weird mix of fear and crisis. That is a pretty cool conceptual mm. mix. Yeah. So you have the like the slow mo gunplay and the kung fu from fear, um, in this like on contact explosive grenades. Nice. I love those. And you have the going invisible from Crisis, as well as the if you're behind a guy, you can grab him and then comically show him across the room. <laughs> oh, that's that's important. Yeah, you need that super throw. I swear to God, Steam, if you start blasting audio, okay, I beat it. I beat <laughs> it to doing that. Jokes on you. Uh, it does have a very like generic style though. Like it's just modern military. It's not like trying to be horror aesthetic or or cyberpunk or anything like crisis or or fear are mm -hmm. so it kind of gave me weirdly uh vibes of the the old half-life mod the specialists <laughs> if you're a fan of the specialists according to steam this is similar to doom eternal and doom bob would you agree that this is a first person shooter <laughs> he's in fact a first person shooter oh, that's crazy uh the the first level that lets you play is like it starts with a sneaking mission where you just have no guns and are learning the movement. And then it rapidly evolved into, okay, you got the gun, go p play fear now. And there's just waves of enemies you can kill. You can still sneak around if you want, but that seems but, unimportant. But you know, we're not going to make you. That's really not the point of what we're, we've got going on here. Mm -hmm. And they also had some side story stuff after that, where it's like, uh, you could go to little levels which I, I don't know if this game has multiplayer or something, but they, they might just be for this, for the mm. single player, where it's just a very small area that would feel like a multiplayer map, but they've had filled it with waves of enemies, and you have, like, a box you can buy weapons from, like Counter-Strike. Um, okay. So that was pretty neat, and also another mode where you ran around, like, uh, office building hacking servers as you fought off waves of enemies. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. That game's really cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. I was just looking at it on Steam. I'm, I'm disappointed that the kicking and stuff animations aren't as cool as they are in Fear. <laughs> like the weird bicycle kick almost that uh, Liu Kang does right. is basically what they were doing in Fear. Uh -huh. <laughs> but like turned 45 degrees on an axis. You know, they were really cool. Yeah, and instead you have like a, a two-legged drop kick, which is still neat, but it's not as cool. <laughs> Uh, Bob, on a scale of 1 to 10, how equilibrium does this game feel? Pretty intense. I After you beat the first level, it gives you a modifier for dual wielding, which lets you dual wield anything, it seems like. Good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so you're just running around with, like, two AKs at once, firing everywhere. Uh, so it's pretty equilibrium. That's great. That's, that's great. <laughs> And yeah, going going slow mo and shooting a grenade midair is always fun. Yeah, and I, I love contact grenades. Mm -hmm. It's a shame we got away from that. Yeah, it is really weird that I don't see that in much of anything. Yeah, I think it's a problem of the fact that we balance for multiplayer uh -huh. on all these shooters now. So right. you wouldn't want to do that for that reason. Mm. Um, meanwhile, as a single player game, that shit's sick. Why wouldn't you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I think the Call of Duty's only do it for like grenade launchers. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm pretty sure you have like the sticky grenades and stuff like that, but not a just on contact. It'll blow up. Right. And that's that's unfortunate because that really feels great. It feels so good.
I played another demo on Steam called Tevi. It's T-E-V-I. It's next game from uh, Ribby Rabby developer. Ooh. Or Rabby Ribby. Can never remember which way that goes. <laughs> uh, I never actually played Rabby Ribby, despite having bought it on some Steam sale years ago. Uh oh. Uh, it is bullshit. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a metroidvania but it really expects you to like learn these moves they do not teach you like the spin jump type thing like the super metroid type wall jump oh. to get places and also all the bosses are like bullet hell bosses this sounds like bunny must die <laughs> yeah it's, it's awesome. a lot like bunny must die yes it does have a uh, bullet hell bosses but it seems like they're going to introduce the powers a lot slower because like this demo is is just you start with almost nothing and you just have a jump and it's pretty bad and you move really slow and you don't seem to have any other movement options until you find something that's like jump plus one and you jump a little higher. That's funny. Yeah, I think that's how how Rabby Ribby was. It's been a while. Um, I also he, didn't beat it because I got fucking filtered by a late boss. It's like, I can't beat this. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, you have your melee combos, and you also have two little orbiters around you which shoot uh, bullets, and you can switch between yes, them. You you have something like that in Rabby Ribby too, and, and the part I got filtered on was like, uh, they're 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 not here for this segment. They're oh not here God. for story reasons. And I'm like, oh, Welp. oh, yeah. Oh, even just playing this, I could definitely see that being a problem. <laughs> Um, but so that was what was the name again? Uh, Tevi, T E V I. Okay, it's a really short name. Uh, cute designs. You play as like this bunny girl, and she has a lot of other animal themed friends. And apparently, even those little orbiters are wholly separate characters. So you see them like in full portrait mode, and like, wow, it's like the those things Orihime uses in Bleach. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like Bleach. That's so good. Um. But yeah, I was not expecting the movement to feel this weirdly slow in it, and it just wasn't that fun, so I kind of stopped after beating the first two bosses. Um, yeah, I probably won't go back. <laughs> and the last thing I played, Mercenaries, Resident Evil 4 Mercenaries update went out last night. Ah, right, it didn't get updated. Yeah, so I got to try that. I didn't get to try Separate Ways, which also came out last night. Like, we're in the middle of watching Bleach, and then I just see, oh, Resident Evil's updated. I'm like, I, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, That's really cool. They add a new stage and new characters for Mercenaries. So the new level is a docks area, which seems to be based on, like, the final mission of the game, pretty much. That area where you fight like the the big boss mm -hmm. uh, with rafters and things. Um, it's also really hard. Like it seems like this one's balanced to be way harder than the rest. The first like boss enemy it shows at you is the crazy chainsaw guy from the chainsaw demo. Like the super chainsaw. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I don't think it's even in the full game at all. Or maybe there's some weird chance of him. Appearing. Right, there's probably some way to proc him. Right. But yeah, so he can just kill you in one hit. <laughs> like, no matter what. He just starts doing the, the swipes and running towards I you. I mean, that's realism. A fucking chainsaw would do that. 
Um, so that's neat. Have a whole new level that you can go to for all the characters. They also added uh, the brand new characters, Wesker and Ada. Uh, Ada, she able to, she's able to use the grapple hook. So you do like knock them on their knee uh, from a distance with a shot. And she sees the uh, prompt for a melee attack from any distance and just grapple to them and hits them. That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's really, really good. Sick. That's really good. Thank God. Uh, she also has some cool weapons. Like she's got the crossbow that shoots uh, explosive arrows. Nice. nice. Um, Always good. The mine thrower. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's, it's really crossbow this time. Oh, okay. It's a separate new, brand new weapon. Mm. Um, it's... It's a lot of fun. It's pretty good. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 remake's pretty good. You're right. Uh, I, had no, I had no idea. They also... Wesker is insane. They don't... He doesn't have a knife. He can counterattack by putting his arm up, and it glows with red energy, and then he, like, uh, counter kicks them and kills anything, pretty much. I'm just thinking of the fight scene <laughs> from the end of the fourth live-action movie when, when uh, the You mean, the you mean OC... when they just copy? You just, they just no, copy? no, no. The, specifically the part where the OC for that franchise puts her hand up to block a knife, and it just goes through. <laughs> She's just like, ah! And I'm like, how was it supposed to go? <laughs> Man, all those like movies, <laughs> all those movies sure blur together because they're fucking miserable pieces of anti-humanity. Oh no, those movies, those movies are really great, but you have to eat a brick of saltine, unsalted no. saltines, in order to get to those tiny nuggets. No, I'm of sorry. Beak. There was one delightful moment in all of those, and that was the end of the fourth movie, I think. Well, is it when is Wesker it a... gets blown up? Oh, and and in the in the fifth movie, when you see Wesker in the Oval Office, that's also delightful, right? Yes. Yeah, no, the fifth movie's great. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this is bad. No, the fifth movie's just nonstop schlock and stupidity. It's just like what a simulation. <laughs> they're all like, you mean like in a computer? And they're like, no, like for billions of dollars. And we then just the, and paid then actors and built cities. And I'm like, why would you? Do that? And then the the sixth movie is. So bad. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's one of the worst. Forgivable. That is literally one of my least favorite films I've ever watched. It, it's it's funny how two of the worst movies I've ever seen are from these Resident <laughs> Evil movies. That it's the third one. Uh huh. Which yeah, no, I get which it. is is empty. It uh -huh. is nothing. That and that... then the sixth one, which is also empty, but it's cut. It is edited by somebody who has like terminal ADHD. So there's a cut every. Half yeah. a second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, uh, the third movie, I made it 40 minutes in when I rented it on DVD and just fucking returned it. Yeah. I didn't even finish watching it. I really dislike that third one. Like, if, have you ever seen that mimetic clip on Twitter of the guy jumping the fence in the Taken movie and it's yeah. cut? There's a million different cuts. That's yeah. audience. That's all of the sixth Resident Evil movie. Oh. Yeah, it's true. It's that from end to end. It's not only during the action sequences, it's literally always. The editor just would not stop cutting. It's a terrible film, um, which is why Welcome to Raccoon City is an upgrade over the third and sixth Resident Evil film. It's still fucking bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's still really bad. Really, really bad. Um, Wesker can also do melee attacks from any distance, but he teleports to them because, of course, because that's what he does. Yes, especially in those movies. And then he does. He, you know, every character in this mode has the mayhem mode they go into. Yes, like or uh, Leon. Leon gets enhanced bullet damage and faster yeah. movement. Yeah, 
was Wesker, you just get a melee attack button. Good. You just start Perfect. doing combos to dudes. Yes. So the chainsaw dude shows up and you just start punching him and he dies. Good. Correct. <laughs> that is what Wesker would do given that situation. Uh, they also added a thing where if you S rank every mission is Leon, you get the what, Leon was the typewriter and uh, his Ooh. mafia outfit. Nice. So it looks like there's one of those for Ada. I don't know what it is yet because I haven't had time to S rank every mission. You haven't had time to S rank every mission? Yeah, no. Surprising. Seriously? What the fuck? <laughs> And this uh, update's free. Yeah, this update's free. You only pay for the other thing. Right. It's $10 for separate ways, which mm -hmm. I hear is good, because of course. I mean, it doesn't, it's more Resident Evil 4. Right? Why would I not spend $10 and hope it's like good at all? Mm hmm. Reminder Resident Evil 4 Remake is currently the best performing review, reviewed game on Force Feedback. <laughs> so there you go. So yeah, that, that's all I played. Man, that's a good update. I'm. Mm -hmm. I really hope to keep doing this. More, give me more levels. Give me more characters. Yeah. I don't know if you will, but you should. I think it's great that uh, we don't know what they're doing next with Resident Evil. Yeah. We've yeah. no fucking idea because Nvidia didn't leak it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Capcom also has leak problems, so on a long enough timeline, we'll know. Right. Of course. Uh, we'll know before they tell us. <laughs> we'll know, and then they'll tell us. Uh, Chris. What have you been up to? Mostly nothing. I played more Skyrim, which I'm not going to go into because it's fucking Skyrim. I will say one actual thing about Skyrim, though. Every single meme everybody's ever made about how terrible the writing in Skyrim is is just true. Hmm. Like, it, it's farcical. How the way you get into the Thieves Guild is you go to this city where it is. Um, the guy says, it's 200 gold to get through the door, and one of your options is that you're trying to shake me down and they go, damn, you're right. Go on through. And then a guy walks up and then a guy walks up to you and says, you've obviously never made an honest scent in your life. I can't believe you saw through my shakedown attempt at the, at the gate. And then the, and then, and then the Thieves Guild quest starts. It like, it could not be more cartoonishly bad. Wow. Uh, but other than that, I streamed Bioshock Infinite. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> um, does it go both ways? Were the racists is, the racists? See, that that's the thing everybody talks about, but it's so much more interesting to me to talk about it from the angle of like nobody wrote that. <laughs> when you look at the when you look at yeah, um, God, what is his name? Booker Ken. The Levine. closer, the closer they brought in. Oh, Rod it. Ferguson. When Rod Ferguson came in six months before launch and says, stop work on everything not done, staple together what's done, ship. And then they obviously wrote a story around that. Right. Or at least they had enough scraps of story ideas and then just stapled it together. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So it, it like you can criticize the story and yeah, it's stupid, but it's almost pointless because nobody wrote that story. That story exists out of necessity. It, it's kind of impressive what they were able to cobble together out of the parts they had. It's a lot less impressive than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not... That game doesn't really have mechanics. Like, you have guns, and you shoot them. You have plas... You have the vigors, but they all do the exact same thing and function identically. 
it was really impressive during Bioshock month that we played too. And it was like a delightful, refreshing expansion of what one was mechanically in a few other ways. And then we played it, but it's like, you're just some weird hollow thing in a lot of ways. That's so weird. Yeah, right. It's like, it, it's so weird. It's like, Oh, here's this gear system. Every piece of gear is either unbelievably useless or broken. And there's no middle ground. It's all shit. Like, when you get off a sky hook, you do increased melee damage for the next five seconds, or the clips of every one of your guns is 80% larger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That game's a pretty fun shooter until the back half when it decides it needs to be hard. That, that, I, may, that may be like one of the most universal seventh chin things where it's like, we don't really know how to make the back, back half of this game harder. Just give every enemy twice as much health now. I feel like on our playthrough, we really, truly did not feel it until the final fucking battle. Yeah, that final battle is just ludicrous. That's I didn't, I, that's that's like I, a fucking snow beast award, right? Right. There. Yeah, I basically didn't die, but it was annoying. It's like, here's praise for Bioshock Infinite. Immaculate shotgun. <laughs> Stellar shotgun. You pull the trigger, and if you're positioned right, four guys will die. Yes, which is objectively correct. Right. <laughs> Again, gun that kills time. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the... You, God, the story really does just fall apart. Like, it can't handle the stapling together at all, where it's just like, oh, shit, you're still alive, Booker. Uh, die. <laughs> we're, we're, we're now your enemies. Um, we took control of Columbia's robot, so you, we, you now have to fight them also. We made friends with the the big mini bosses, so now you also have to fight them. It makes no fucking sense. Um, real good art direction. The artists on every Bioshock game sure has were failed by everyone else on the team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, yeah, in no case is that more true than Bioshock Infinite. Then I played the two DLCs. <laughs> Can't recommend which, that. Which, which, which again, fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like that man, they should have just made this game set in fucking Rapture again. Yeah, no, those <laughs> it, look, look it looks way so much better fucking even. better than like those DLCs are impressive from the from like wow, you sure made a lot of a shit based like for a DLC, and then I remember, oh right. They cut 80% of the stuff they made from this game because there was so much shit that was just 60% done, 70% done, because Ken Levine can't keep people on this on task. So I assume they just had a bunch of Rapture shit from some segment of the game that got cut. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think it's fair to say Ken Levine can't keep people on some task. Uh, that Ken Levine came up with many tasks for many yeah, that, people that, and kept uh, coming let, up Let me clarify. That. I mean, Ken Levine can't give somebody a job and let them do it. He has to change his mind 400 times. Right. Right. Which is a very different problem, which uh, is which why also it's funny. Which is also happening to Judas if you go look at the Kotaku expose on the development of Judas on how it's going and they're like, yeah, yeah. this motherfucker will come in after uh, the weekend after a new game comes out and start telling us about new features Judas has to have. Yeah, he's genuinely making Duke Nukem forever over yeah, there. Yeah, th some um, people never change. It's funny because in a sense, that means like Rod Ferguson is almost his reverse Flash. <laughs> like where he's just and, coming in and undoing all of his work. And the insane thing is that the insane thing is Judas has the same publisher as Bioshock Infinite. The publisher learned nothing. Nothing. I mean, they didn't need to, right? Don't they have shitloads of money and they just don't have to actually care I mean, as they long do. as he it's, ships it's something eventually? Two. Right. Yeah. So as long as he ships a thing, they're good. But, but they've it's been in development 
like nine years. Right. Yeah. The the shipping there's no a way thing it's going to sell enough to make it to make that money back. Probably not. Because here's the thing: they get to sell it forever. So if it's at all good, you can keep selling it. But I'm and really... by the time it comes, and, and since, since since it says it will be out at earliest March 2025. Uh huh. Ooh. It's gonna look great on that PS5 Pro, bro. Hell um, yeah. I I it's weird to like play the the two DLC set in Rapture and be like, is this what you thought Bioshock's gameplay was? Where I have no resources and. <laughs> Yeah, they are constantly scrambling around looking for shit. And the second DLC, I just went, you want me to do stealth? Fuck you. Easy. Mm hmm. Mm, Yeah. Like I will like I'm not going to do your fucking stealth, which which, wouldn't have been a big deal anyway, because they give you the invisibility power immediately. Right. And and there's like turn invisible and hit him in the back of the head. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, Fucking sign from aggro. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's not even really anything interesting about those DLCs. It's like, they're like Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some uncomfortable lobotomy scenes because of Sucker Punch. Yep. Oh. Uh, I haven't seen. K- K- Ken Levine sets fire to the entire Bioshock franchise because he's mad Bioshock 2 existed. <laughs> uh, it ends with Elizabeth being beaten to death with a wrench in some really bizarre tie-in to, like, to, to make... The plot of Bioshock One work, which like that did that plot already worked as well. It was ever gonna fucking work. I'm so okay, excited for Judas Two. God, here's Judas Two gonna be game of the year. Ken Levine's gonna be so mad. Here is the most. <laughs> here is the stupidest, hackiest thing in Bioshock Infinite or the DLCs combined that I cannot brush away as well. He didn't write that. That was necessity. In the DLC. The second DLC, Burial at Sea Part 2, when you go back in time to Columbia and you watch the Lutesses, the two Time Lords, Mm -hmm. tell Daisy Fitzroy, the black woman, you have to pretend you're going to kill this kid so Elizabeth will kill you and become a killer so she'll kill Comstock. And and like that, they're trying to fix the complaint people had about about Bioshock Infinite Story. I think that is maybe the worst thing in any of those because it's like, no, just, just hope people forget, Ken. You can't, you can't make it good because now it's just two white people, two white gods tell the black lady, I'll let this white girl kill you so she can solve racial inequality. (laughs) Like, like it's, it's so bad. Bob, you're the host of Big Think now. Oh no. <laughs> well, did you play the Alts, Chris? <laughs> oh god. No. No, I didn't. Uh, how about you, Dr. Agro? I guess I'll stop the Dragon Quest music before I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't think everything is going to be spoilers unless. No. Uh, although I am pushing into the back part of Starfield, uh, I can feel it both in how the main story missions are behaving and in my hour count Mm. this game is actually starting like two things are happening simultaneously and it's kind of weird one with all of the weird guns it keeps giving me 
and the freaky aliens I get to shoot with them, it's really scratching my Borderlands itch. Okay. Yeah, I didn't expect weird aliens to fight, honestly. Yeah, just weird fucking aliens. Uh, every now and then you get to shoot them. It's great. Um, also, the quests keep getting cooler and weirder. Hmm. Like, I, I just got done doing one where I'm basically swapping back and forth between two versions of an installation because one of them's all fucked up so I can, like, get through hallways and turn computers on and off and that kind of thing. Okay, so it's like some sort of dimension-shifting thing like Ratchet and Clank? Uh-huh, yeah, exactly like that, except kind of tighter and better implemented than it was in a lot of places there. Huh. That's the last thing I'd expect from a Bethesda game. Yeah, like, weird... Like, th th there's a whole lot of weight on this game. It's a Bethesda game. There's a lot of clunk, and there's a lot of sand put between two pieces of bread. But th th there is actually really genuinely cool ideas in here to make this game worth it. And I can't wait till someone like mods the shit out of it into a more streamlined experience. <laughs> they gave me a 1911 from space that does extra damage against robots. No matter what else is in your game. Like that's that, that just sits in your heart as a little warm nugget of joy. Also, I keep getting space powers, and, and some of them are useless, and some of them fucking rule. That That's really the story with this whole game. Some of it is useless slop, and some of it fucking rules. So the space powers, those are your shouts, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, you're except you're born. a silent protagonist, so it's more of a, a gesture that you do. <laughs> you're a silent protagonist, so you can't shout, man. <laughs> but, you're, but you're silent in Skyrim. Well, I mean, yeah, but you shout. But this guy can't. So this guy not. can't shout. He can grunt. I've uh, I finally started digging into like any of the the modification stuff for guns, and I'm like, oh wow, this is now that I've got the rest of this game systems down, and I can dig into this. This is cool. I wish I'd been doing this the entire time. It's a Bethesda game. You'll get it right the next time. <laughs> but no, that's pretty much it. I, I figure I'll finish that up tomorrow and then start one of the 800 other games I need to start playing. Yeah, you can go into Baldur's Gate 3. Yup. Yeah, you, you. luckily that means you have a week before October starts when the flood really kicks in again. <laughs> Oh, what are you talking about? We're only getting games like Spider-Man 2 that month. Spider-Man 2. That game's like 17 Super hours Mario long. We're, we're fine. <laughs> Disgaea 7. Poor Disgaea. <laughs> hey, it's just the start of the month. It has the best shot of any of this shit. And there's no free zone, as we'll go into later. Like, the, the, net, the Q quarter 1 2024 is the fucking ultimate death battle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some of those games have to get delayed. <laughs> Some of them mm -hmm. should be canceled, like Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, do you think that's going to ship, like, in that quarter? They alleged, nope. like, a... They said it would, but I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't... Maybe they're just too afraid to even talk about it until they're really close. Right. Like, what can... 
You can't fix it at this point. We bu we brought in Rod Ferguson. Oh. <laughs> no, the game was done. It was just, oh, we made a Destiny thing. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, yeah. No, he's going to tear out <laughs> most of what they made and stitch okay. together a single story. <laughs> it, some it somehow turns out to be fucking... Like a Gears clone. <laughs> God, that would be so funny. I figure the strategy is to not advertise it until like a week before it comes out and try really hard to pretend it's a completely different project. Yeah, that's what's uh -huh. going to happen. Yeah. Almost definitely. Well, that's that's it. Agro, are you sure you haven't played anything else? I'm fairly certain. I guess that means we're talking about um, Podlords? Wow. Really? Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Probably got really good music to speak. Hell yeah, they do. Oh, I don't get to hear it anymore. Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as BN12, E. Lee Broyles. Bountiful blessings to you all. No. Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro. Bountiful blessings. Oh, yeah, it's just, just going to keep happening. To Let you it all. What are fun one shades of wonderful remastered? WTF Spider Man. Scum. Noun. Definition. Worthless or contemptible person or group of people. <laughs> Example. Phil Spencer is the scum of the earth. Also, <laughs> John. I think we should follow the trend of Final Fantasy VII and Yakuza. Please look forward to the stream goal of getting Dan and Bob's segue. God. Oh my God. Gamer gone strip mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you want a lot of free clout and you're an artist, just draw, just draw the cover of Paul Blart, but with cloud. <laughs> <laughs> DFW3K. Muckbun. Episode 81. Karia forcefully feeds the concentrated piss to Mabashi. Stop, stop trying to tell our viewers what the bounce names are. The only one you, <laughs> that should be remembered is Karia. Useless knowledge. <laughs> Burnable refuse. Kristen. Adorably all digital juice of frost. Uh. Kyle Bjork. Dewey likes being tall. He's adorable. Monster Hunter Ryzen and Raiden? <gasps> Unity! When they hear no one has been a malicious dipshit lately. <laughs> Is that a picture from... That's the deep from the boys. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was that old Insomniac game. <laughs> What? Fuse? No. Uh, disruptor. Disruptor, yeah. Cooper Tank. Welcome to the post filler arc lounge. We have plenty of plans here. 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> what a creature. <laughs> you know, we have to record the 10 episode Chalky Bleach later today. We don't appreciate having to think about this lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Necoark singing Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band will continue to haunt you no matter how far you run, pal. I don't know what that is, so I'm not haunted at all. De decidedly unhaunted brains here. Indigo Sykes. Drive typecast. Heading to LA again tomorrow. Have a good one. All right, good luck. Mm. I will. Happy New Year, Dr. Agar. Red acted for a mother month. <laughs> this is unreal use of this art. There's no, it's, it's, you, you already, like mother's still around. You still have that, uh, that game they changed the name of because it's like, oh, we, we should be a real game instead of a fan game. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, Oddity. Yeah. Do you remember? A raccoon letting every Jinkaria know that it's on site. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna need more than six rounds, right? <laughs> yeah, you will. Shinji16 wants to remind you that you matter, you are valid, and you deserve to be happy. Here's Fireboy, a scrimblo from 2DX. 2DX has some good scrimblos. Is that how you say that? Yeah, that's how you say that. Oh. I know, right? Uh, until I heard someone say it out loud, I was like, I-I-D-X? Apple Gothic wants you to play Ram, a roguelike halfway between Hades and DMC. The Super Mim. And once our plant buys enough of their stock, we'll begin our plan to acquire Nintendo. Wait, what was that? <laughs> oh shit! Man, he's, he's, uh, he's got more than six game. rounds. It turns out. Is that a raccoon? Yes. He's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's really good. Sarlene. The post-post-game of Curse Crackers is the most sickos-only shit Tomothy Fister has ever seen. Otherwise, excellent game. Mm. Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krunglespum. Kiryu, why the hell did you go to America for cancer treatment? Now we need infinite wealth! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh... Is that a raccoon? He's got a gun! <laughs> Come on! Jesus. Just taking them all down this week. <laughs> Elizabeth Comstock, when Booker tells her all violence is bad after killing 500 people with crows. <laughs> hey, the crows keep them distracted so Booker could shoot them. <laughs> And then their corpses turn into more crows. That was the plan to give you a boner, and you got one. Oh my God! Who references snake eyes? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's a lot, man. He would actually be a great Jinkari. That's my cast. He would. He would be the best. Mm. The only better Jinkari is Troy Baker himself. 
Yeah, and it, the thing with Jinkari, it doesn't matter how old he gets, it still works. Yeah. Isn't that great? God. Noodle. This was Nomura's idea. He can't keep getting away with it. I don't see the problem. That's yeah, I don't see flawless. the problem. Yeah, what's weird? I don't, I don't yeah, see well, any. Well, just... What's wrong with including sick-ass shit in your games? I'm sorry that Nomura keeps having great ideas, like what? if we go by the developers, every single thing in Final Fantasy VII. It, it's just, that's like a human riding a bird. I don't get it. What's weird? Yeah, what's the problem? I just, I just, I just see a proper mountain in a video game, and you know. Puppy. Puppy's hard to see. Puppy has basically become a black void. A black oh. orb. <laughs> Do you ponder the I'm puppy? I'm pondering the puppy right now. <laughs> this is adorable. Saber, but from space in an alternate universe. That was in legal limbo for a long time because she was a Star Wars reference and they were worried about it. <laughs> we can't yet know this. This is one I've never encountered before. <laughs> Whoa, Karya Bounchi up be upon ye. Oh god. Yep. I, what yep. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why everybody's doing the Morbius thing to this random new jump series that started this week. I assume it's actually <laughs> horrible. I that's what my, also my interpretation, but be I, nice. I hear it's good. It just hit a weird critical mass of virility or uh, virility. <laughs> Virality. <laughs> Void and don't worry, Chris. I remember Home Star Runner. I remember when my dad showed me YouTube videos of strong bad emails. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that checks was, out. Oh, I was put in my place. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to our podlords. <laughs> Thank you, podlords. Begrudging thank you, Podlords. <laughs> Podlords! Uh, and if you'd like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcasts. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many, many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also fund two different shows, one Patreon-exclusive, uh, where we talk, we review and talk about good movies you vote on, and two public, uh, horrible where we talk about some horrible movie. And if it's a horrible movie, either you get patrons get an exclusive commentary track. In fact, there's lots of exclusive commentary tracks for movies you shouldn't watch, like Wolverine, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine, and Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. You also get access to an entire movie. Isolation 119, a movie about a man taking a trip to Thailand to solve the Harming. injuring of his brother. <laughs> uh, but really, all he does is get drunk and pick fights with the locals. Uh, that is patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to tell your friends. Rate us on Thursdays on Twitch before they remove that feature. Rate us on your podcast app of choice. Like this video on YouTube or leave a comment on YouTube to please the, the, the machine god. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. We got some news. Yeah, we do. Let's first talk about Unity Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Chris. Okay. Um, 
a lot of shit happened. Specific, uh, uh, Unity did the oops, we did a fucky wucky, we're hearing and listening bullshit. Uh-huh. Uh, they offered no actual changes. Oh, shocking. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> we're sorry uh, there initial, was confusion. In, in, their initial <laughs> shit, in their initial shit, they promised, uh, that, like, uh, pol- uh, charity sales, like sales with benefits of charity, would not have this install fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, Unity gets to decide what is and is not a charity. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the developers... This doesn't uh, seem like a cliff to just fall off of right here. No. So, uh... Fucking uh, indie Indie puzzle game Originizer? I guess it's supposed to be like, um... I don't know. That's what it's called. Originizer, Anyways, move I guess. on. <laughs> uh, they're like... Planned Parenthood's not a charity. Yeah, the Unity told them that. Yeah, Unity told them that. They also said that, uh... <laughs> Why would you get up on it? this chair to eat shit? I don't know. C- do C.S. Mott's Children's Hospital is also not a charity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they, um... Did this to themselves. This just seems like another angle to, to fail. <laughs> that they implemented themselves. Uh, I for, I I for, I did not write down which dev said it, but one said, "I'm just gonna write something that lets you swap your shit over to Godot. I can do that. In yeah. fact, I'm going to have to because of the thing I'm working on right now. So I'll just make that shit public. Fuck you." Oh, the name of the game is Orgy Nizer, like organizer, but orgy as in sexual. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. So yeah, they just. Unity's just done. Like they're never, nobody's <laughs> yeah, ever gonna make. Nobody's ever gonna trust them again. Uh huh. It is. Mm-hmm. It, last week was. It's gonna be near impossible to come back from that. And this week has. They aren't. That has been the whole news this whole week. As they take down the page. By the way, the page for the runtime fees is down now. Uh-huh. And they're like, we're sorry. We're currently reorganizing our thoughts on this. It will be back up at some point. It's like, or read the room, and it shouldn't be. Right. Uh, uh, Relogic. Yes. Uh, the developers of of Terraria is like we're giving a hundred thousand dollars to this to uh the open these two open source engines. Yeah, and they were even talking about doing monthly payments as long as they keep going. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was some real hell. And yeah, you're so fucking based. Tim Sweeney, let's talk. Do you want to own gaming? Just own it. Just like (laughs) every single game is unreal. You come out and say, we're putting forth a sum of, it it wouldn't even have to be like a hundred million dollars. That's a lot, but not for Epic. No, that's nothing for Epic. And be like, you proved to us this isn't a scam and we'll fund you switching to Unreal. We'll cover your development costs oh, for yeah. switching to Unreal. Yeah, yeah, no, they you, need you, to do that. You own, you own the industry forever. You become the immortal god king of gaming overnight. Yeah. You, you ascend to Gaben levels of deification. That's true. <laughs> uh, this may, in fact, be the only shot anyone will ever have to ascend to Gaben levels of deification ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually see someone in chat explaining the two engines, the open source ones, were Godot uh-huh. or Godot. I will say Godot until I die or talk to the person who made the engine. And they <laughs> explain it and win that argument. <laughs> uh, and FNA, which 
This is really going to fly over most people's heads, but since someone in chat just said the thing that made it explain, explained it to me and made it relevant to anyone who has ancient knowledge. FNA is an open source initiative at replacing XNA. XNA was a Microsoft initiative back in the 360 to run games, to be an engine for games. If I'm not mm. mistaken, Fez is made on XNA. Huh. It was it was important. It was important. So that's really cool that that's that. Cool. So never before have I seen all developers just get together and be like, fuck you. Yeah, we're fucking done. They're yeah, done. Like, They're like, never coming back. Like, there's not even any, re like, Unity's not, nobody's going to acquire Unity. Like, there's no, the people won't come back. There's nothing to acquire now. It's over. Yeah, yeah no, they, they lost all value. They uh, and I'll cover this here because it's relevant. Sure. MiHoYo, developers of Honkai, Star Rail, and uh, Genshin Impact, put up a bunch of job listings like, we're making our own engine. Fuck these guys. Yeah, yeah we're going to make our own engine and switch over to it. We'll port fucking Genshin and these things to our own shit. There is no way there weren't multiple people at the strategic level of Unity who knew that they would do this because, of course... They yeah. would. Yeah, every one of these bigger Unity games, of course, has a team of Unity actual members that they talk to. Right. Well, not only that, it's like the whole... For anyone who really just has no fucking clue, I'm talking to you right now. Everything with the runtime fees was for Pokemon Go and everything Mihoyo Mix. Uh-huh. You know, your Genshins, your other things like that. There's no world where you make that much money and you can't afford to make your own fucking engine. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also stuff like um, like Hearthstone is on Unity. Right, and I, I'm sure fucking Raid Shadow Legends is on Unity. Um, VR chat is going to be a victim in all of this, by the way. I forgot to stress that last week because that's on Unity. So I'm going to be real. If, if, like, I think any dev of this should be fuck you or sue us. I, it sounds like everyone's holding the line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Unity, Unity does is not going to have the time or money to sue every single developer who has ever made a game with Unity. Right. So just, just so just call and be like, I forget who said this, and maybe Agar the historian can fucking tell me. <laughs> but there was some fucking. I think they were a president of the United States who respond or somebody who responded to a law passing with, they passed it. Let's see him enforce it. Oh yeah. I've heard that exact thing. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that quoted recently because of the Supreme Court thing with gerrymandering. Damn it. Yeah, so I have no idea what they were thinking with this. Like, Unity uh, Andrew should've... Jackson, it appears to be. I was thinking, but you never want to guess Andrew Jackson. No, you don't. You might be wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's... Several layers of their company that should have told them, hey, dipshit. And it sounds like all of them were telling them that, but they just ignored it because, you know, Riccatello saw Rick Cattell is the dumbest yeah. man alive yeah. and keeps ruining everything everywhere he goes. Like, right. I'm sure their mindset was like, it. I'm sure their worst case scenario was like, okay, half of everybody will leave. But every single, 50% of every single Unity install in history times 20 cents is still mm -hmm. a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But they didn't expect every single fucking developer to go, no. They seem to misjudge the the current climate of people moving into established areas and demanding rent. 
because usually when that happens, it's it's a shame or it's an inconvenience and it's bad. And but you know, it, it's not enough. It's not bad enough. It's just kind of annoying, and we all deal with it. They showed up to offer us a banquet of chaos and despair and assume people were just going to swallow it. They drastically they, misjudged they, their position. They did. They could have yeah. got if they if they had if they had come out and said, "Okay, games that aren't currently being updated are not affected by this. We're switching to revenue share like Unreal does." Mm-hmm. That that people might have swallowed that because it's a thing that's already being done by another another engine. It's not as patently as in, it doesn't open with them specifically clarifying. Yes, if someone deletes your game and installs it again, that's two charges. That that was the most insane part, I think. Yeah, like you can't just say we're going to start charging you more money. Uh, we're going to decide how much we're going to charge you based on shut up. Yeah, I think there's a real chance that uh, maybe people would have gone. Oh yeah, our current game will ship, and then we'll never use this engine again. If that's what had occurred, anyway. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I'm glad someone got blown up. (laughs) Right. Uh, I hope one of these open source engines gets traction Mm -hmm. and I want it to do well. And uh, you know what? Since someone's bringing up WayForward in chat right now, I'm going to talk about it anyways. I think this is the absolute egg on the face that WayForward should get for switching to Unity and fucking up multiple of their games since doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, them and fucking Freedom Planet 2 also got fucked up by that. I don't even know if that's fixed yet. I assume I, yeah, it'll be fixed yeah, when the, com- the console versions come out. Maybe. Maybe. I, I also am just eternally frustrated by that ActRaiser reboot just not scrolling the camera correctly for the rest of time because Unity's fucked up at a deep level. Yep. <sighs> what a shitty fucking engine. Anyway. I guess, I, I guess I'll just go through the rest of my news. Sure, yeah, unit. let's go. Okay, uh, so so Namco Bando, uh, Namco Bandai, Bamco, yeah. uh, Bamco Whamco. Um, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we want to port more Tales games forward, but we don't know how. It's cold, and our penis is small, and our <laughs> pants fell down." And I'm like, "But but you you did ports of the Katamari games and the Klonoa. Dot Hat games and Klonoa, like just fucking." Just fucking do it. Here, no, let me help. Widescreen, higher resolution, higher frame rate, like one or two bells or whistles. That's it. That's all you need. 30 frames a second, terrible visual filter? <sighs> Wasn't that sure what they did to Symphonia? Wasn't Vesperi even 60 frames per second in a little higher res? Wasn't it already what well, they should be doing? Well, that was a 360 doing? game. Right, but still... It, it, like it becomes a lot hard. It becomes a lot harder when it's, I guess, when it's a PS2 game. But hey, uh, there's still three fucking PS3 Tales games you haven't touched, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so make a phone port and then port the phone ports to modern consoles without no, changing no, anything. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so the Yakuza block, the Like a Dragon block. Uh. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is out January 26th. That isn't even a full week before Persona 3 Reload. Man, financial years make companies act stupid, huh? <laughs> Those are both Sega in the yep. same genre, launching in the same week, because must must be out before financial year end. 
It's the optimal way. Yeah. Makes <laughs> uh, perfect uh, sense. Daniel Day Kim and Danny Trejo are in this game. Uh, Daniel Day Kim being Johnny Gat. Being man or, more and famous clip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being you know, our more modern thing. Uh, the, guy who is, who, the guy who is told that uh, he is a surgeon, Dr. Han. <laughs> the guy who stares at the autistic doctor say he is a doctor over and over with the stern look. That is clearly way too defined of a jawline. That man's <laughs> impressive. Uh, that trailer, I'm not going to talk about the trailer because it gives away way too much of the story, I think. Yeah, no, I watched that. I was like, I shouldn't have watched this. This is Oh, this literally... is great. I'm coming out ahead and I didn't even have to try. <laughs> it was like, it's not spoilers uh, for previous stuff. It's spoilers for this game. Right. Yeah. 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 That's great. I did it. Uh, <laughs> here you can do a limit break and shatter the turn-based UI and it turns back into an old Yakuza game and you even have style switching and shit that's like his limit break it's for a very limited amount of time <laughs> what a good funny. goddamn Kiryu's so strong <laughs> uh, and, and, and when Like a Dragon Gaiden the man who erased his name comes that it will be day one game pass and we also found out this game Infinite Wealth is $70 yes yeah because it's truly on next, next gen. gen. It might be. It might be only be sixty on PS4 because it is on PS4. I think. I've seen a lot of people uh, charge seventy on both gens. Right. It's... Usually, when you when you bump up one, you bump up the other too. Man. That until enough companies eat shit that they're like, no, we have to go back. When is uh, QU side story game? I think November. So technically, that is something I need to consider for Game Let of the Year. Let me see. It might, it's November 8th. Hmm. That's supposed to be half the length of a normal Yakuza game, so it's pro actually doable, probably. This will be a fantastic jumping on point for someone who knows nothing of Kiryu and his <laughs> hey, adventures. <laughs> they will include, I'm sure that the, at the title screen, they will include four hours of cutscene movies to get you caught up, because that is the thing that franchise does. I really love no lifing video games. <laughs> I hope I can no life that one. Uh, there's there's been a bunch of layoffs at Crystal Dynamics. <sighs> yeah, of course. They sure have. You don't say. I'm hey, sorry. Who, I'm who sorry. I played company? the new Tomb <laughs> uh, Embracer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I played the new Tomb Raider games and made this happen. I'm this sorry. is clearly our fault, Chris. Yeah, the Embracer did nothing sorry. wrong. Gen genuinely, Chris. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Stop doing this. Uh, uh, this is also bad for fucking Perfect Dark. <laughs> because Crystal Dynamics is making Perfect Dark. Oh, no. This has to be the first bad thing that's happened in the development of that game. <laughs> yeah. What year are we on? Anyone? Does anyone remember how many years that's been in development? Because I forgot already. Yeah. I knew I earlier this already... year, but I already forgot. I think it had been in development five years when we saw it at the Game Awards 2021. It's amazing Microsoft Fuck has their dude, own Beyond Good and Evil 2. Except that was supposed to be a big open world game. This seemingly was supposed to be something like Deus Ex Human Revolution, which is a much fucking smaller scope. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know what helps? Really strong direction and having people in charge of that direction. As How many directors out, has that game had? Oh, that doesn't even begin to, like, remotely synopsize the issue because you would have a director at one studio and the entire department at another and they would just not agree what about revolving doors for every position in the whole thing no that would be a terrible idea well we we're gonna do that 
Well, the important thing here is Matt Booty needs you to know that there was no shortage of feedback on that game. And even though they made it sound like he didn't help with the game, he was he he specifically said in that interview that he could have been on the phone with the game's director every day and the people who worked on the game wouldn't know. <laughs> that was literally what he said in that interview. It's so crazy. Why would he say that? Because you have been called out on your shit and you need to lie in a way that is really, really not convincing. Chris, you are lying. Oh, no, they announced, uh, they announced Tom Clancy's The Division 3. Yeah, <laughs> with, with literally nothing. They just said <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're not going to even, it's not even going to start development until after that Star Wars Outlaws game is out because it's the same studio and the same director. He's like, yeah, we're, we're going to make it, but not, let's see you in, see you in nine years when Ubisoft doesn't exist anymore. What the fuck right? is that yeah. then? Yeah, it's, I was reading that whole thing and I was like, what is this? What do you mean we're announcing it and it's made by this studio and this director that are working on a game that comes out when? When is that even? The end of next year, allegedly, realistically, two allegedly, years from now? Allegedly, but, um, yeah. But, yeah. Like, That's who insane. Knows? What the fuck is this industry? <laughs> I think Ubisoft just wanted to announce something to try and convince people that they weren't dying. <laughs> that they have long-term value. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Tom Clancy's The Division 3. <laughs> put it up on the board. Get excited. Gonna we can be, put in most anticipated be, game. Gonna be, gonna be a great game to run on your PS6. Or the Xbox... Um, piss. Oh, okay. Series PS. <laughs> uh, so, so Nipponichi Software of America did a, did a live stream the other day. They announced that The Legend of Heroes Trails Through Daybreak will be coming summer 20, uh, 2024. That is the next game in the series. So, But they're out of weird things they can do instead of the next game in the series now. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> this thing looked really cool. They showed the trailer, was voice acting everything. I was like, oh people, man, I'm going to finally play one of these. <laughs> people fucking love this game. Um, uh, apparently, it was supposed to be Trails Through Dawn, and then Final Fantasy XIV is like, our next expansion is Dawn Trail, and they went, fuck! <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Uh, they, al they also announced PS5 versions for Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4, which were PS4 games. Uh, it's a two, is two in one pack. I guess it includes the console DLCs, and if there's other bells and whistles, details were fucking sparse. Dope. Uh, I will say this. I will buy these games a second time if they do what they did with the PC ports and the PS4 versions of the first two Trails of Cold Steel games, which was increase the amount of voice lines. Oh, yeah. Like, I would definitely double dip for that because I think the voice acting in uh, these games are great. They're, they're finally doing Apollo Justice Ace Attorney trilogy. That includes the three games Apollo Justice is in, which are Apollo Justice Ace Attorney uh, Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice, so the two the two 3DS ones and then the 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 one DS one. Mm -hmm. Did any of these not make it to the states before? No, they were all in the states. Okay. That's why I'm waiting for them to make a third Edgeworth game so they can do the Ed, the uh, Miles Edgeworth trilogy because there's only two Edgeworth games. Uh, this is January twenty fourth. Uh, and the uh, the first trilogy is up on Game Pass right now, also ported. I don't think it was ported until this. And I think this might also be one, day one Game Pass, but I don't remember. Uh, insane story. We got a bunch of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 skin leaks, including <laughs> uh, a character from Diablo 4, 
which makes sense. They're the same company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Spawn. Ooh. I like Dose. Soul Calibur. Skeletor. Yes. Insane. Ooh, like which, which version? Uh, 80s cartoon Skeletor. Nice. Oh, my God. Ash Williams, so Evil Dead. All right. <laughs> and fucking Alucard from Helsing. He looks so good. He looks fucking yeah, unreal. He does. I, yeah, I hope that these go into Modern Warfare 3 because I do not want to play 2, but I want the skin really bad. Uh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the Modern Warfare 2 DLCs and everything work on 3 because okay. they know that people would rip them to asunder if it didn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably going to be time, so you better jump in and grab it. Right, I'm probably going to spend those $15 or whatever they want, just because I want to have Alucard and his two stupidly big guns. Fucking rip to me and my Frank from Donnie Darko thing that is trapped in Cold War. Right? Whenever they make uh, a Cold War. Like, did did they just release an image of this model, or was there, like, footage of it? Uh, There was just an image. Yeah, we do, do, do you think they <laughs> reproportioned his giant arms into more like regular human length? Yeah, considering his face, I doubt it. <laughs> he's gonna be like nine feet tall. <laughs> I know that would be so good. Yeah, we can see you, bro. You're kind of like sticking out of the top of that building. <laughs> yeah, he's got the gigantic hat, too. Like, the most noticeable Call of Duty character ever. Let's be real. If this year's Call of Duty is good and the multiplayer is good, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm just fucked. These are two cool skins. <laughs> uh, also, is this Ash Williams from, like, Evil Dead 2 or the, the series? It, I, it, I didn't look too close. He looked pretty young, though. I'm, just, I'm wondering how he's going to hold, like, a modern battle rifle with a chainsaw hand. Yeah, you have to wonder. He'll just one-hand it. <laughs> But yeah, usually when people do stuff, it's two. Like I'm, like whenever they get them in other yeah, things, that, they that's usually the go with two. Design, uh-huh. right? They might give him just the metal hand from three, just to yeah, light so that way he can guns. hold a fucking gun. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, and another Evil Dead thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, so last year they released like an Evil Dead battle royale type game, uh, and promised a Switch version would come eventually. Uh, that Switch version is canceled, and the game is done. There will be no more updates. Hey, you remember when that game Surprise. was like announced and then came my out? My service we kept game saying, won't oh. succeed. My service game won't succeed. We kept my saying, hey, game. I sure wish this wasn't a service game. Uh, Evil Dead's pretty cool, and this looks visually really neat. We kept saying that every time. Uh-huh. And here we are, and it's dead. Cool. But yeah, it was a Dead by Daylight, like not a Battle Royale. Sorry. Sorry, service game. But yeah, it's was still it? Are you sure game. that wasn't? Are you sure that wasn't? You're not thinking of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Not Nightmare Before Christmas. What the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, the thirteenth, uh, Friday thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Okay, are. they were both this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're both this. Because this is what horror game. Yeah, this is the horror game shape. This is the horror game shape for uh, games as a service. Yeah. I... What, what what was the point of this when Dead by Daylight already had Ash Williams as a playable <laughs> character? They didn't know. You had the tone of like, he then fell on his face and no one knew what he was trying to do. Yes. Uh, that fr- that, for the record, that Friday the 13th one is also dead. At least you'll still be able to play this. That one's, go- that one's done fucking Yeah, that up. one's done done. That one's being deleted forever at the end of this year. Yeah, this, this is... I'm tired of this. I'm yeah. tired of this. Make a fucking horror I- game. 
A Texas Chainsaw Massacre one of these came out last month? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm tired of this. Well, uh, that's all my news. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about my thing real quick. There was an Xbox Tokyo Game Show stream. It had stuff. Uh, the only thing I'm going to talk about specifically is Hotel Barcelona, which is Sweary and Suda51 making a game. Suda51's idea, Sweary's making it. Unfortunate combo there. A fucking exceptionally <laughs> on point combo right there. Uh, it's a 2.5D slasher film parodic action game. And just imagine an action-y platformer with 2D gameplay, but it's 3D graphics and everything. And that's it. You got to just, just keep in mind in your brain that it is made by Suda and Sweary, so there's no money. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, keep in the front of your mind, it's made by Sweary. Uh-huh. So it's going to play and look terrible. And there will be basically nothing it can do to redeem itself. <laughs> I don't know. I think this has a better chance than most of Sweary's games that I've played. Like, um, oh hey. God, what was the Blonde Woman game? The uh, Good Life? The Good Life. Yeah. Yeah. Deadly Premonition is, is sadly the closest thing to a real game that Sweary's ever made. Right. Yeah. And since then, it's been, it's been weird. I don't know. Maybe did, didn't Sweary make uh, D4? I'm pretty. Oh, you mean that, that thing? Do you mean that thing that you got that they I got you got two episodes of and it was then canceled because it was supposed to be episodic? Uh-huh. I think D4 rules, and I'm uh -huh. really pissed that it, it didn't get more, but what what are you gonna do? Th thank you, Xbox. We decided to pivot away from the connect, and that was we funded this game because it had connectability. Yeah, uh -huh. it sure is good when we had things, any things from Xbox at the beginning of that generation, right? And then they just shut down every last thing and then went, wait a minute, we don't have games anymore. That was how 360 went, that like they try really hard in the first half of the gen and then turn off, and then that's how Xbox One went. Xbox and then they One did do that for, for series. Xbox One did that for two years two at years. most. Two yeah. years, yeah. yeah. It really feels like 2015, they just turned the valve off. Which is fucking strange. But yeah, Series X, it feels like it never even fucking As a Series X owner, it feels like that never I am also a Series X owner. Right? They're about to turn the valve on, guys. It's fine. Starfield came out. Now all the games are just going to start coming out. What's that, Bob? I misheard you a little. Did you say they're going to acquire Valve? <laughs> hey. Maybe super based. Maybe that's a... <laughs> Maybe that's a good uh, jumping off point to transition to our Xbox news. Oh. Time hey for the Xbox ruins the podcast segment of this week's Big Think Dimension. X How do we not have a theme song that we play every time? I don't time? know. We do need some sort of horror music. This is like <laughs> for fucking an hour horror music on loop. <laughs> it feels like this, this, this concept of we need a theme for the horrible Xbox block Need, we have needed this for like two years. Why did it only now occur to me? We should have a theme. That way people know when it ends. So like when, What's that song when you go to Chrono Trigger and it's a dark future? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like, just the sound of wind and <laughs> dust and it's terrible. And, you know, you can get in the pod, but you're still hungry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so Microsoft is really upset that Microsoft <laughs> uploaded a lot of documents. Yeah, so basically their lawyers were attempting to upload documents for the FTC's, uh, FTC's court case. 
they fucked up bad. I'm talking um, Alex Jones's lawyer accidentally sends the, the opposition, <laughs> everything in the entire world bad. Yes. It's like, oh shit, we accidentally uploaded tons of unredacted emails and all our plans for the next several years publicly. And of course, people immediately got them and there's no putting that shit back in the bottle. No. No. This, this is, it is done. It's okay. Phil tweeted the next day of like, plans have changed a lot. Uh, since 2022 then why were, yes then why yeah. were you then why were you putting up these documents like they're it's for a court case phil <laughs> <laughs> they're like well, well the, isn't that a concern for the u.s government then that you uploaded this to them and said <laughs> this is what we're doing <laughs> no it feels like you're right it's a court case that's a court case this is not i can i can say whatever the fuck i want out here <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay guys let's start with the xbox game tube because <laughs> that's what it is um this is single-handedly the worst mid-gen update i've ever seen it there's no close second yeah guys they're gonna replace your xbox series x with a disc drive with an xbox series x without a disc drive and it has more internal storage and it's gonna save 15 percent power that's also, it. Also, you can no you can no longer use it uh, horizontally. What, what? the fuck? Oh, Look right, at right, it. Of course, it's a, it's it's a, a cylinder. cylinder. Also, no longer a box at all. Right. It's, it's over. an Xbox Game Tube. <laughs> it's over. Guys, it, it has never been this bad. The PSP Go <laughs> is more compelling. This thing, it's worse than the MacBook I compared it to. Sorry, the uh, Mac Pro that was the trash bin right. everyone made fun of. Yeah, of course. It's how'd they do it? I don't know. I don't know how this could have existed at a company before someone was slapped to death. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, you designed this. I'm going to slap you to death. You're putting it in a slide to send to a different department. I'm slapping you to death. Right. How did it like, get to this point that it is on a slide in front of my very eyes? <laughs> Somebody at a meeting had to go, look at this. Look at this and tell me what it is. It's an X tube. <laughs> Do you think you've ever heard that term? Maybe somewhere else before. <laughs> and, and and here's the th and here's the thing. Same price, so this is a midget. Like they, I right. understand yeah. that this was the thing in this their emails. Like we're we lost a hundred one point five billion dollars year one on subsidizing our hardware because it cost so much more than they sold it for. Uh -huh. So I get that I get that you fucked up so bad you can never lower the price of the Xbox ever, but. Do you think like you guys next like within a month, <laughs> yeah. Sony is gonna be out here. Like the second Spider-Man 2 is out, they're gonna be like uh PS4, PS5 revision 400. Guys. No one at Microsoft has a fucking clue. Yeah. Not one person. And I and okay. I, I'm still like, maybe you, they're going to give it a cradle so you can put this thing horizontal and you have like, I a, love that that's your sticking point. Not the fact that the price four years into a console will not go down. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. That's huge. That course, is that's insane. insane. That is deranged. They're selling you a game right now that will not work on what is called your model of Xbox into in one year. Yeah. What? There's a chance that the Sony PS5 Pro is also this price. Yeah, there is a real chance. 
Um, the thing also, that, like, and, real, what, let me get this in. The energy savings here that they're bragging about, 15%, Sony had it down 10% last year. Yeah. The PS5 actually model. actually changing the shape of the thing. Right, because they did hard, hardware revisions internally. They did that last year, so it took you two more years to cut five more percent? What is going on over there? Also, uh, specific to what Chris was saying in a moment ago, they earmarked $1.5 billion, B, billion, to eat the cost on how much money they would lose per console. That is insane. When I say Microsoft has never had to try because they have that much money, that is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, and I need to, I need to, as recently as one year ago, they were losing 100 per Series X and 200 per Series S. Meanwhile, that was last year, so it was worse at launch and probably still isn't flat. Meanwhile, Sony was making a profit by the end of the first year on the market per every unit sold, right? That's yeah, it, it was insane. like it was like September 2021. They're like, yeah, we're, we break even now, and I'm sure it's profitable now. That's why right. they're lowering the price. Of course it is. Right? Of course it is. Like if you look at the internals, it's gone down insanely. Like, have you ever seen the internals of the revision they made last year? No. That thing's massively smaller internally. Like the motherboard's hugely smaller. The cooling system is hugely more efficient. This is insane. What the fuck, dude? You just came up to the head of the class and you're like, uh, instead of preparing a talk uh, on the presentation I was supposed to give, you know, for my class project, I will merely cut to the part where I accidentally shit my pants. <laughs> give me a moment here. <laughs> <laughs> this is deranged. We live in a clown dimension. This so, so gaming me... market is dominated by three titans, and this is one of them. I, I need to be, like, I need to make this clear for the audience. This isn't a pro. This has no, like, there's no improved performance. No. <laughs> this is just a different shape, and they took away the disk drive to help get the price down lower. It will still be $499. Yeah, they've got the price down lower for themselves, not for the consumer yes. at any level well, also, here. Right. Also, they're, they're shipping a slightly different controller that has haptic feedback and an accelerometer so if you pick up the controller it'll wake up the console yeah it has an accelerometer but no gyroscope i'm seeing a number of people being like oh it's gonna have a gyroscope so where no no it has an accelerometer that's sure, that's sure not a feature i give a shit about is it really that hard to hit the fucking button when i press up the pick up the fucking controller i mean right? to be fair i, I watched, want that to be a thing i watch shit on my fucking xbox and it completely turns off the controller in a single episode of bleach that's true. So if they can fucking fix that by using an accelerometer because they're too stupid to fix it any other way, that will be an upgrade. But guess what? I won't be watching Bleach on this because it doesn't have a disk drive. They just to be clear, this this <laughs> there's no use case. This <laughs> I just the wake thing that was on the PlayStation Three, right? Like that's when your screen goes dim if you leave it there for like ten minutes and you pick the control up and it undims the screen. That's what oh, that is. Oh, it's, it's yeah. just on dim? I thought it was like it'll wake up from sleep mode if you pick up the controller. I presume no. it's going into a low power mode and mm. then it can wake it from that because th th that other thing, like, whatever, you can do that, but you don't engineer, you wouldn't add a device to the controller to do that. You wouldn't do it to do that. You would do it for the low power mode. Man, this image, this image is way larger than the other one. Jesus Christ, one moment. <laughs> God, 
I can't believe so, they put adorably all digital. But yeah, it that's, even says it even yeah. says lift to wake. So yeah. it clearly is the exact thing we're saying here, Bob. You think? Yes, not so, because that's why we. Bob, it's saying lift to wake, not lift to let screen know that you have the controller. Like, it's about oh, the controller. Oh, this is, they're finally, they're finally dumping double A's. Weird. Oh that's God. the only that's thing the people only, like. That's the only win they have. Well, no it way. says rechargeable and swappable battery there on the top right. Like, they wouldn't put that there if it isn't, wasn't going to come with it. I assume it'll just be like, well, you can, maybe it'll be like you can use double A's if you want, but you'll also have to yeah, maybe, battery pack. Maybe they're just saying there's a rechargeable battery pack that consumers can buy for this. I don't think that, I don't think that it would be on this th phrase like that. Oh my God. Um, so, so, and this is me talking about reception to this more than this itself, but. If you see anybody saying any variant that they're responding to market demands by going all digital, that person is is either one irredeemably stupid or two carrying water for Microsoft. Like, yeah, when you spend five years chasing off every single person who doesn't want a digital subscription box, you tend to not have anybody that will buy physical games anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. The entire campaign is getting people to buy Game Pass and discouraging them from ever buying a game. So why would there be? If I were Microsoft, I would not scare off retailers from putting me in their stores the last yeah, bastion that, of hope I have. Yeah, that, that's a thing. Like, are they, or will they get kicked out of retail? Because if you don't know this, Xbox has been kicked out of retail in a lot of stores in Europe yes. where Xbox sales are just through the floor and in Japan where Xbox sales are through the fucking floor. So... Are you going to like this? This is feels like a deep Sega thing where like we could wake up when this is out and it's like Walmart said, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that they were able to get the Series S into retailers. So they figure they but can they do this. But they still have a Series X. So it like blunts it. Right. I, and if, people are like, well, they can still ship digital codes and boxes to retail. And I'm like, if you're doing that, what's the point of going all digital? You're still giving the you're still giving the retailers a margin. What you and it's not like the a disk drive doesn't cost a hundred dollars. No, no, a disk drive that's is a, a very cheap thing to implement. That's a massive markup on the consoles that have disk drive. It's just we need to. We're not. We're not going to want to. We're not, we're going to give up on selling games. And some of the emails that leaked on this even say like Phil Spencer going, "No, the future will all be subscription." That worked for movies and TV, right? We totally aren't well past the peak of that, and now everything's burning down. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the thing is, your average consumer do doesn't realize how much all of these services didn't make money and fucked up other things. Right. They don't realize the reason they don't get more movies with more genres is because Netflix burned the sales market <laughs> for movies when they come out on physical. They don't realize how many layers this is fucked on. So, of course, if you're completely dense and an Xbox fanatic, you might be like, well, no, of course, no one would ever want to use a disc. Except for, you know, when I think of all the games that I actually like playing on my Xbox, the reason I have an Xbox Series X, they're all on fucking discs. And, again, like, Phil Spencer did that depression interview post-Redfall where, where he was like, well, we lost the gin, so we don't have anybody who wants to carry their libraries forward. And it's like, and now you're fucking the, the handful of people who did. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I only have a Series X to play like older titles better. Right. It, they have not offered a compelling thing. Like, guys, if I didn't, if we didn't run Gigaboots, there's no way in hell I would have a Series X. It's getting to a point, though, where there's not going to be a reason to get the next console because everything seems so incredibly like boneheaded over at Xbox. Like they don't mm -hmm. have a good direction. They don't have a good design. They don't, they are steering themselves further and further into obscurity and not mattering to anyone anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, this is like a weird insight into a world where Sega somehow had infinite money. Yes, <laughs> it is literally that. Sega of America is steering the ship and has infinite money. <laughs> Uh, so we're looking at an all digital future where they shut down the 360 store for the 360. And I'm like, well, you're kind of sending a mixed message there. Don't you think when you're like digital's the future, we're shutting down. Right. Especially when What's, their competitors can not shut those down. Yeah. In fact, yeah. One of, one of their competitors, uh, decidedly did not do that, but, but let's talk about the controller and then we can move on to literally everything else. Uh, hey guys, you might remember a funny moment on the podcast network where I said Microsoft rips off Sony's controller within two years. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> it took them how many? It, it took was four. It took them four. And that's if they ship it next year. <laughs> right? This might also have been delayed. Do you ever and also, do and also it doesn't have all the features? So no. if you ever say, Dan, you are just cynical about Microsoft, know that I have been giving them an immense amount of rope compared to reality, apparently. It takes them what used to be a whole console gen to make the controller to rip off their competitor, and it still doesn't have all the features. It doesn't even have half the features. It doesn't have the touchpad. It doesn't have motion controls. It doesn't have adaptive triggers. It just has higher quality haptics. Mm -hmm. Congrats, you caught up with the Nintendo Switch. That came out six years ago. And that has a gyroscope, so no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, this also features direct-to-cloud technology, meaning it will be able to send your inputs to the cloud so you can play your Xbox games on streaming devices directly using... It's the Stadia thing. They put the Stadia thing in the, in the Xbox controller so you could play Xbox on your TV by having the controller go directly to the... That's, Who cares? <laughs> that's... So that way you don't have to interface with the TV's that, bad that, Bluetooth. I mean, that's the main thing that the... I think about when I think about a con my next-gen console controller. Yeah. How close is it to Stadia, the true next-gen successor? That what features do I look for? Yeah, that's what you want. Chat's pointing out that the Joy-Con had an infrared camera on it. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, it also has Xbox Wireless 2, which is going to be their local wireless connection thing that they already use for the Xbox One controller. Okay. It took one and a half gens to make a new s protocol for that. Because if you, rem if you remember, they actually had an SDK thing that devs could do. Their answer to Sony's input latency probably potentially getting better because they didn't know one way or the other, which we'll cover later. Relevant to the leaks as well. <laughs> they assumed Nintendo or Sony would get better input latency. So their solution to that was to have an API of sorts where you could tell it exactly when you wanted to pull the controller and it would sync the controller with that part of your render pipeline. Now then, if you own a PS5 and you know these exotic features on the PS5 and how like half of the games don't really use them well, imagine how many games are pulling that controller using that API on Xbox. 
Well, maybe one. <laughs> maybe. Probably Xbox first party. Maybe. Um, so anyways, Xbox Wireless 2 presumably will be a more responsive technology to locally communicate between the controller and the console. They also advertise that they have Bluetooth 5.2, which would be relevant for connecting to things that are not the cloud or your Xbox, say like a phone. I would like to know how funny it is every time Apple's like, your, your phone can play real games now, so you can use your real game controller, the DualSense. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God, that's so funny that they keep showing that every fucking time. Um, I think that's it, though. Like, that's the only thing worth noting here, because we just talked about these stupid assholes took their one advantage of using AA batteries. Uh-huh. And threw it away and went, why would you care? And I'm like, that's your brand. I've heard more people talk positively about the controllers taking double A's that they could recharge by themselves than the entire Xbox lineup since 2000 or 2020. Yeah, the like I shit on Xbox all the time. Like the battery life of those double A's is, is like three times that of the dual dual sense. Higher, yeah. probably. Right. Like if 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 Sony inexplicably was like, here's a version of the dual sense that has a battery pack on the back, I'd be like, okay, gimme. Yes, same. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Come on, EU. You can do this for us, yeah. right? Yeah, we need the European Union to do that like they're doing it for phones. Right. Um, but that's it. And if you look at the controller, it just looks like an even shittier controller. Like, it, visually, it just looks shittier. Again, it still hasn't changed much at all. Yeah, but there's an aesthetic they, change, yeah, and it looks like shit. Yeah, the aesthetic change is terrible. And they then, imply that... um you're going to be able to swap the thumbsticks like a, a, a light version of that stupid premium controller. Um, they designed these to be repairable more so than the Sony controllers. So there's a really good chance that when they say that it might be through taking be, it apart, crack but, it up, crack it yeah, open and, and do that. And that being easier. So that's good. Can I, can I put in a, can I put in a, uh, something with micro switches on the left side? I might use it for fighting games if I could do that. They still have the pepperoni cup D-pad, which I don't hate, but everyone else does. It's bad. <laughs> it is pretty bad. I like it, but I also don't like it. There's there's ups and downs with that thing. Okay, we're done talking about the controller, though. Yeah, that uh, statement from Phil when he was talking to the FTC about like, oh, yeah, no, of course, subscriptions are going to grow this much because if they don't, by 2027, we'll just probably get out of gaming. I, like, I believe him. Like, this is the only thing they're doing. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, it's, like, just, it's literally what we've been saying. It's just... Like, we've been saying, like, yeah, within eight, seven years... We Xbox could see them be, get out. Yeah. yeah, we'd be done. And and, and people here, here like, say that, and they're like, why are you guys so negative about Xbox? And then it's Phil Spencer said that in a court of law. <laughs> and let me... let me Because a lot of people are saying, oh, Phil lied, because they have these plans. Like, obviously, you're, they're still going to plan for a next-gen platform. But I guarantee there's a fucking number on a whiteboard somewhere at Microsoft where it's like, if Game Passes is not at this number, when we'd have to start actually producing this thing, it's over. Yeah. Good thing we're grabbing all these other publishers so we can take them down with us. <laughs> like, I assume they'll just, I assume they will continue publishing games with those studios, at least the ones they acquire. All the internal Xbox studios will be dead. But like Obsidian and Bethesda, and God forbid if they get Activision successfully, I assume they'll keep doing those, or they'll sell them, or they might even divest them. I don't know. Right. They might get more of a tax write-off if they just shut them down, though. Yup. Scrapyard.
Okay. <sighs> I hope that doesn't happen. Right. I hope it literally anything but that happens. But at the same time, I sit here and look at all of Xbox's lineup outside of Bethesda, and I go, I don't know any of you that sell enough where you're a huge appeal to anyone else. Like, let's be real. Do you think someone's buying Playground even? No. Maybe. And that's, that's probably like highly, highest, pro highest probability of working because it's it, like, yeah, other people the, make racers like right. this. By the time they have to get right. out, let, 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 let's, let's, for this thought experiment, discount sure. Activision Blizzard because uh -huh. they don't have them yet. Okay. It will be Bethesda. That Bethesda only and id probably machine games nope uh arcane no obsidian is is turbo dead obsidian was dying when they bought them like the the, the last fucking xbox e3 they'll bring out tim schaefer and like lower him into the lava pit like fucking terminator 2 <laughs> holy shit <laughs> So I, I can't, like, no shit. Like, I, I was like, man, why are so many Xbox guys, like, developers so vocally pro-Xbox on Twitter in a way developers for other companies aren't? Mm -hmm. And I guess now we know, because if they, they're fucking going to get axed if those numbers don't go high enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, um, yeah. All of this. This news sucks. It does. Um, this is literally worse than we ever entertained. <laughs> um, what do we want to talk about next? Uh, I mean, there's their next-gen nightmare. Some... Yeah. I, I wanted to get the nightmare. slide for the next-gen nightmare. Um, uh, okay, let's talk about... I can talk about how Phil Spencer in 2020 was like, we should get Nintendo. Yeah, and that, that email's seemingly great. was in contact, seemingly was in contact with an associate who owned stock in Nintendo and tell, getting them to try and push them towards accepting an acquisition, which uh is not legal. Yeah, that yeah. uh that seems extremely not legal. Uh but don't worry, um Jeff Grubb insisted to everybody that was irrelevant and we shouldn't pay attention to the thing that he fact that he said that. What is wrong with these journalists? How can they read a thing like this and then just ignore it? Yeah, the really infuriating thing about all these Xbox emails is just is that an like Xbox guys will read them and then tell you to their face it, it doesn't say the thing it says. Oh yeah, I uh -huh. know. Uh my tweet about this blew up this week. Like I I don't know, two thousand likes, hundreds of retweets, and um there are a number of them who just came in and said he didn't talk about acquiring at all literally this sentence they're like nice job zooming in on text i'm like yeah you're they're, literally they're illiterate. illiterate yeah you're literally <laughs> good, illiterate good nice job nice attempt sony pony i can't read yeah this isn't gonna <laughs> stop me oh my god yeah it's been uh it's been a dire work a dire week for literacy um yeah he even talks about how it would be a huge career win for him and it's like Man, acquiring Nintendo is your life's goal. It's it's worth it's worth noting that when Phil wrote that email, the Switch had already outsold the lifetime sales of the Xbox One and then went on to sell 80 million more units. This is especially noteworthy because of his sentence in it. Nintendo's just taking a really long time to realize that their best life is off their hardware. Yes, on our hardware that doesn't sell ever. <laughs> yeah.
All right. It doesn't have any unique features. Uh, <laughs> like, that's not delusion. That's religious conviction. Yeah, yes. Like, yes. If, if nothing else, this has shown that they are drinking their own punch over there. Like, oh, yeah. they believe in everything they said, which is scary. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone in the gaming division came over from other divisions of Microsoft. They're just executive types. They're just well, Silicon I, Valley executive types that don't have I, any touch with reality or what they're doing what they're running I, i've yeah i've had this i've had this opinion like this opinion for a while where it's like you can't actually pretend for more than like a couple months then it becomes real <laughs> like an, an old argument this was like a decade ago before uh he walked through several career ending mis missteps that he, he just didn't care about uh, argument people had about dark side phil mm -hmm. was whether or not he was just pretending and i'm like even if he was at the start you can't pretend to be something several hours a day for years and not turn into it. Um, there was also the email that was sent on the day of the road to PS5 video going up <laughs> where Mark Cerny explains like what the PS5's technology is and what they're doing. And uh, Phil Spen sent an incredibly cocky email to seemingly most of the Xbox division to be like, today's a great day for Microsoft. We have better hardware, we have better software platform. Look at their bad back compat. Look at all this other stuff. He spent a weird amount of time talking about audio. And I was like, that's pretty funny. And someone pointed out to me, yeah, he, he made fun of them spending that long talking about audio, but now everyone discovered Dolby Atmos on Xbox has that latency problem that it doesn't have on PS5 because of the exact mm. engine they spent their time talking about during it's like, damn, they can't even get one win. They can't even get one win. Oh, uh, yeah, that email is insane. I'm like, dude, you watched that and that was your thought? Uh-huh. If you recall, I'm asking a lot from you, listener, because this means you have to remember over three years ago, which we found out no game journalist can do. Six I weeks at most. <laughs> I thought Microsoft would come in with the way better hardware. Uh huh. This gen, and that Sony would not have as good of hardware. I thought there would be a gap because you look at the mm -hmm. One X and you can see it. It's a low profile unit, it's very powerful. So, and if you look at how much they spent on it, uh huh, per unit, of yeah, course, yeah, it's of course, gotta be way better. So, I mean, obviously, they're losing way more money. It's, <laughs> right. it's gotta be radically more powerful, right? So, if you go and watch my reaction video to the Road to PS5 video, you can understand why I think it's farcical that Phil came out of this with the emotion he did. Because that entire recording, that entire stream is me going, this is a really fucking close number. <laughs> this is really similar. Yeah, In fact, um, this is way higher. Wow, this is crazy. I didn't expect Sony to have basically the same performance. Yeah, you can go back to Big Think Dimensions in 2019 and, be, and, and, and hear us talk about like, yeah, Microsoft is clearly going to have like a 30, 40% stronger box. Because why wouldn't they? The, what would be the point if they didn't? In no universe could we have, we have imagined it's basically the same and somehow we lose three times as much money on Sony. Not only that, like, in some cases, the PS5's performing better. Yeah, it feels like most cross-console cross things are slightly better than a PlayStation. Yeah, you see that a lot of the time, which is insane. Like in Immortals of Avium. <laughs> I don't know if Digital Foundry ever explained that, by the way, because they did do that statement afterwards where they're like, people have pointed out the PS5 footage is obviously sharper. We're contacting to the dev to see why. And I'm like, OK, good. I would like to know. And then I 
I may have missed it, but I haven't then, heard and anything. Then se- and then 35 seconds passed, and Immortals of Avium left your mindscape forever. <laughs> As I turn away, Immortals of Avium man's behind me, and he turns to dust. <laughs> Digital Foundry calls up the studio, and it's like, just takes him to a busy line. The number's been disconnected. <laughs> yeah, John Linneman's like, well, no! I'll just go see them. They're down the road. And then he goes there and just an empty lot with a, a gust of wind blowing a tumbleweed around. Just a crater in the earth. Right. <laughs> this is the place, right? I could have sworn. Um, and that's insane. In no world did I think this gen was going to be that. I thought Xbox would have the better hardware. That's generally speaking what you've seen. The 360 is a much better designed platform than the PS3. The Xbox original is much stronger than the PS2 in basically every way. The One X is way more powerful on paper than the (laughs) PS4 Pro. I bought Kingdom Hearts 3 on it. Don't ask me about it. I'm still mad. (laughs) Well, Resident Evil 2 is fine, right? Why are you doing this to me live? <laughs> yeah, like the only, the only time... I did, when Resident Evil 2 Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, especially Resident Evil 2 Remake, I didn't have money. I bought the Xbox version of those thinking they would be better. <laughs> Why are you doing this live? <laughs> Anyways, I've been punished time and time again for buying things on Xbox, and now the new console won't let me put in things I bought. So I guess... <laughs> The yes, ultimate they're, punishment. Tra- they're trying to stop me and there's no one way um god christ in heaven and as bad as everything about this has been so far we have yet to talk about this we have we've yet to talk about their vision nope wrong one <laughs> that's not their vision this is their vision. <laughs> that's a different vision so as someone who is extremely extremely tech oriented i can confirm what i think chris speculated in the back of his head when he read this this is gobbledygook (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i thought i'm like what what the fuck like are we back to the fucking xbox one era the infinite power of the cloud shit where you're lying about improving games on xbox one yeah we're back to talking about crackdown three the cloud the cloud um i had to and in case you you need to have confirmed for you how uh terminally ill terminally brain dead the uh western game journalism industry is about this shit even still i had to listen to a dude who's like no no this is really smart and it's really based and uh yeah i guess kojima's gonna make his crazy cloud-based game but yeah no this is real and it's very valuable and it's like how did you in one fucking run-on sentence talk about how it's smart and makes sense and it's real for Microsoft, but Kojima announced a game and you're going to sound condescending about that because he's goofy Japanese game dev guy. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. Um, so they're, they're at it again. For people who don't know, I... Uh, well, you know, maybe this segment of the podcast doesn't even need to exist. I feel like I wrote this segment of the podcast a few a few years ago on a series called the rant is go <laughs> the power of the cloud you know i could just leave this on and the kids will be entertained <laughs> the whole time so i i like i don't understand what the fuck this is talking about okay like it's obviously going to have actual hardware but so how, what what is the cloud part of it so what the fuck does forward compatibility mean? Okay, thank you for saying that because I just when I read those words, I I gasped out loud and I said, "Fuck you." 
<laughs> okay, guys, here's, we're not even going to talk about the forward compatibility thing. We're going to just talk about how the cloud could work in video games. You ready? The cloud and you. Let's talk about the cloud and you. Hey, guys, here's the catch-22 of your video game using the power of the cloud. As it, as it is represented as a novel concept. Because guess what, motherfucker? If you're running a dedicated server and that's it, that's just called a dedicated server. We already have a word for that. It already exists. They did it all the way back in 1990s. So let's talk about the cloud. The idea of the cloud, the only thing it can do is crunch really big, powerful numbers for you, the gamer. Which means it needs to be something that needs to be crunched in real time. Otherwise, you could have pre-computed that and included that in the game. But if it needs to be crunched in real time, that means it needs to be dynamic. But if it's dynamic, that means it needs to react to the player doing a thing. And if it's the cloud, it needs to not react in a timely manner because it's not on your fucking machine. That is the catch-22 of the cloud. And anyone who tries to tell you they solved it by now literally doesn't fucking understand what they're talking about. But what about negative latency? Oh, like, I didn't think of even, that. This isn't even getting into, like, this has to work in every conceivable use case, not we have Google Fiber up this thing's ass. I mean, there's so many layers of physical law will not permit this to make sense. This isn't an infrastructure problem. This isn't a computer problem. This isn't a bandwidth problem. It is basically latency because of reality problem. You can't compute the physics for a building being destroyed in the cloud that is next to a player because it takes time for them to communicate that across and all you're doing is pissing away compute that's it and this shit isn't free mm -hmm. microsoft's computer cloud cloud computing platform costs a shitload the do, do you think there's any game dev in the world who goes, I'm so excited to strap a feature on my game that makes it cost a shitload to let people play at all? Yes, his name's Hideo Kojima. Because right. he can get away doing a goofy thing because Microsoft's yeah, paying for it. There's all these... There's Microsoft doesn't seem... And I understand that when you're illegally dominant if it, in every other field you're in your brain becomes conditioned to that, but they're acting like they're the kings of gaming and that they can force this shit to go through because where else are you going to go? But they're distant third. Yeah, they are a very distant third. Uh, here's here's another uh, thing, because I see people bring up rollback, right? Like, oh, rollback can solve late. Well, here's the thing. Rollback is, rollback is, determin is deterministic. In order to do proper rollback, your game must be deterministic, which means when you do a calculation on multiple different machines, it always comes out the same way every time. Uh-huh. Which is the opposite of a thing that needs to be computed in the cloud. <laughs> yes. <sighs> um, I cannot express how much this infuriates me that they are like, we're doing it again. But here's the thing. Maybe they don't actually mean cloud computing. Maybe they just mean it runs the game in the cloud. It is just their streaming platform. And but, but they talk about the hardware they want it to have. But here's the thing. The, the hardware here, let's, let's talk about it now that I've had the cloud conversation. The hardware here seems like a very viable, just normal fucking console for part of it. Because they're talking about the things that I entertain, but frankly, I wouldn't wish... 
Okay, so let's let's start at the top. They have a CPU. It's ARM 64, uh, possibly X64, Zen 6. They don't know. Hey, Microsoft, don't go ARM. You know how bad a decision that is? John Carmack 10 years ago said, thank God they didn't do anything weird like go ARM processor on these consoles. And here you are 10 years later going, we should have done that. <laughs> we should have alienated every game developer. You know what your platform has problems with? Games. You know what makes it hard to bring games to your platform? It being a completely different processor. Don't complicate this more than you need to. Uh, you know, they talk about the balance of big versus little CPU cores. I'm not going to get into PC CPU design here. Um, I'm just not doing it. They talk about the GPU, how they're co-designing an AMD or licensing AMD. Uh, that, that makes sense. You want to have backwards compatible. Saw a lot of people say NPU, what the fuck, they made that up. <laughs> kind of, but not really, uh, because no one can agree what these things should be called. But basically, it's, it's a neural network processor. Uh -huh. It's machine learning. It's yeah. whatever everybody calls that. You know, NVIDIA has tensor cores, which are that. Um, Apple has... I forget if they call theirs an NPU or something. I feel like neural is somewhere in the name of yeah, the Apple one. Yeah, it's definitely in the name of that stuff. Basically, it just makes it really easy to do machine learning code, which frankly is the future of this shit to some extent. Like you, temporal AA is a shitload better when you have an optimized neural network processor on the side. Hmm. Other things like ray tracing and other stuff could be enhanced by that and fixed by that. There's no world, basically, where the next-gen consoles come out and don't have some functionality of, you know, Tensor Core, deep learning, machine learning, processing. The, uh, the Apple one is Apple Neural Engine, I believe. Neural Annie. Engine. Okay. <laughs> There's, so there you go. Because once again, the phones have ray tracing now. <laughs> they also have temporal AA, which is a lot more practical and important. <clears throat> Uh, and then this other stuff, they're just saying it's, it's, it's got machine learning, uh, temporal AA, literally machine learning based super resolution, micro polygon rendering optimizations. Uh, this is their way of saying if the idea for Unreal Engine 5 is Nanite, then we want to have a technology and architecture and a framework for better having near infinite polygons, which makes sense. We should be getting that this gen. You, you guys... You know, Sony did that road to PS5 where they talked about how they would empower that sort of thing this gen. I don't understand. So but, anyways, but we that also... Was, <laughs> that was a big L, though. That was They, they looked like losers. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. Like, we're not really... These, these, these graphics innovations are something, but nothing truly amazing. So this bottom thing is the thing that everyone notices, right? This bottom thing that says Thin OS... And it says, lacking a thin OS for under $99 consumer handheld devices. They literally want to do the PlayStation Portal. Uh-huh. That's what that last line's describing. They want to have the streaming device to get in as many homes as possible, as many hands as possible. Because in these fucking brain-rotted Silicon Valley brains, the Switch is basically the same as a device that needs to stream video from the cloud. Right? Like the, the the PlayStation one's gonna come out and bomb. Well, it won't bomb as much as a thing with the word Xbox at the beginning. No, but what I'm saying is that they'll they'll <laughs> then go ahead and release this their version anyway, and it will completely be worthless. These people are listening to game journalists too much. <laughs> yeah, that's between that and the Silicon Valley soup that they're drinking. 
it's they're done. It's gone. They don't have any good ideas. They've tried nothing and they're all out of ideas. <laughs> um this is every leak that came out was truly bonkers. Yeah. You know, we talked about how they saw the road to PS5 thing and they're like, huh, we're fucking good. We nailed it. And I'm like, I had the exact opposite reaction as a consumer when I saw that. I was like, oh, these are basically the same console. That's crazy. Right. Um, you know, uh, you hear Phil talk about it. Yeah, if subscriptions don't grow enough by 2027, we'll get out of gaming. And either they were lying to the, the judge at the FTC hearing or... Um, it's true. And frankly, we were already talking about long-term enough. That may be a real possibility. Um, this fucking next gen console they're talking about is insanely bad. This mid gen console. Well, the next gen console isn't insanely bad. The mid gen is insanely bad, right? This it's like the worst it's ever been. It is truly the worst it's ever been. We've never yeah, had a mid gen I... console update. That was this bad. I saw some people discussing. Maybe their plan is to release like, a portable that can play games at the Series S profile. Mm, I feel like that, that would be too. Idea. That that wouldn't be under ninety nine dollars, so it wouldn't be what was on that slide. They could make stupid shit and be like, "Okay, there's a real one and a fake one." Yeah. Uh, if so, there's nothing in this to imply that. Like, frankly, like that that slide. The one question mark about that whole slide is like they actually think they can shift to ARM. Their their um, Xbox emulation layer or whatever it is just that good. Hey, honestly, if one company's is going to be, it's them, right? Like, I mean, they were able to switch so many things over time, and they had back compat work at all. Mm -hmm. Like, they are able to play 360 games. That's using an IPM CPU. That's a power PC CPU, mm -hmm. and they're able to run it on the Series X. If anyone could nail that angle of it, it would be them. But here's the thing. You would do that for the back compat. You wouldn't do that for, hey, you're making a fresh game for this console. I'm going to need you to program that shit in ARM. You need to make sure that is an ARM ISA program. Um, yeah, this is crazy. This is completely fucking crazy. Every fucking thing that came out of this leak is absolutely fucking bonkers. And I think we talked about all of it except for most of this information. Except for that email we were talking about with the road to PS5. Was 2022. So when people say, well, their plans change, Phil said so. It's been a year. It's not even been a full year yet. Yeah. That was last year, and we're not done with 2023. <laughs> so um, that's absolute horse crap. But uh, we, we have a 2022 release schedule. Yes, we do. Uh, it is very out. This is very obviously this shit was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID like, and managed by people who have no idea what a roadmap looks like realistically. Yeah. So, so here's some some so here's some things from it. Um, Starfield was supposed to be out fiscal year 2021. Uh, 2021. <laughs> Same for Redfall. <laughs> Same for Redfall. Ooh. Those guys. Um, yeah. The Indiana Jones was supposed to be out fiscal year 2022, which is insane. Because uh, an Oblivion no... remaster, even so without... there's also new games. But real quick, even without COVID, Indiana Jones was not going to be out last year. Yeah, there's no way. Anyway. Well, let's talk about it from this angle. Some, sure. some insane things was that Red, Redfall and Starfield in 2021, Indiana Jones in 2022. Um, there's a lot of things that 
that I don't know if we know what they are yet because they have project names. So in twenty no. in twenty one they were supposed to launch Project Tabiki. I have no fucking idea what that is. Me or what it could even be. Uh that might be the, um, the alleged sequel to Ghostwire Tokyo. No, they say Ghostwire Tokyo. Year, oh my god. So. Yeah, and they say yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo sequel later. Jesus. Um this is so confusing. Let's just go through it. Fis fiscal year 20, uh, 2021, this is the first. Like, Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Redfall, Doom, Doom Eternal, Ghostwire Tokyo, fa a, a Fallout 76 expansion called Fallout Worlds, which still hasn't materialized, and pro something called Project Tabiki. People are saying Tabiki was Hi-Fi Rush. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, 2022, Indiana Jones, Oblivion Remaster. Excited about that if it ever fucking comes out. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Starfield DLC. 2023, something called Doom Year Zero. So a new Doom game and some DLC for it. Project Kestrel, no idea what that no is. No idea. And, Pro and Project Platinum, no idea what that is. I assume it's a Platinum Games project, but... I don't know, this is the Bethesda release calendar thing, so it's not even like... This is before acquisition, so... Ooh, yeah, so this isn't... This is purely bethesda thing so who fucking knows right um and then 2024 so just add three years to when all these things will come out because that seems to be what it fucking is uh the elder scrolls six so that was supposed to be out next fiscal year pre-covid uh, an expansion for project kestrel so maybe so maybe it's a new fallout like expansion implies like a big bethesda game mm-hmm Right, because otherwise they would just call it DLC. Licensed IP game. That's my did, favorite. Did, <laughs> did Bethesda get hit with any of these? Yes, you're making a Marvel thing. Uh, no. The Wait, no, that's Indiana no, Jones. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's already others. Uh, Fallout Three Remaster. <laughs> Elder yeah, Scrolls right? Online expansion. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo sequel. Dishonored three, and then Doom's Year Zero DLC. So oh. it's it's good. Would this have been before the the like lead creative director of Ghostwire left? I think so. Yeah, that would have been then. Yeah, because this was like twenty twenty, early twenty twenty. Right. Yeah, I have difficulty uh, uh, imagining them doing a Ghostwire Tokyo sequel. So hey guys, uh, you might recall another thing I talked about before is I don't understand how game journalists can't tell when a game's nowhere near done based on looking at a trailer. And then there was a branch off of that this year where I'm like, the, the publishers blowing smoke up our ass every time, right? They can't just also not tell when a game's nowhere near. So this is confirmed for me. Apparently, yeah, some publishers cannot tell that their game is nowhere fucking near done. Yeah, <laughs> right? Look I, at these. I don't... If I can tell by looking at the trailers you put out, how can you not tell seeing everything else that's not done? I don't understand. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> This is, this, you can't blame COVID for half of this list. No, it, this is ludicrous. And so much of it's just like really unexciting. Like they were cooking nothing. Oh yeah, two remasters. Also, how fucking lame, like, I'm sorry. I love Doom. I love Doom Eternal. How fucking lame is it to be like our next project, Doom Year Zero? 
I'm like, why the fuck? Did, who wants a prequel? Yeah, I don't know. Go, you have so many cool IPs. Go do one of those. What the fuck? I mean, I mean, I think a Doom Year Zero would be neat if it was like, here's here's the Doom Slayer during the big campaign where he made everybody scared as fuck of him. I don't need a Doom game every four fucking years when they have all these other things we can get, right? Like, that's not exciting to me. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of am cool with that. I would like, I would like more of one of the best first-person shooters ever made. I don't think we get a kick up as intense as as we did from the prior one to Eternal. Again. Yeah, that's impossible. So even a break, one fucking game that isn't Doom again. Mm -hmm. So we're not having the Doom decade. <laughs> yeah, they could do a Quake, but the new right. the new Dooms already include like Quake oh. does not have a cool. Go reboot Story? Quake. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be a reboot of Quake. Just like but Doom then, was a reboot of Doom. Right. But but I would need like like it would have to be a reboot of John Romero Quake. Yes. Not not the not the Stroke shit. Like well, nobody gives a shit about the right. Stroke. Nothing after Quake Two doesn't exist. Take Quake One, reboot that. Reboot Hexen. Come on. I want to play some murderous mage. I just, I love Doom, and I love Doom Eternal, and I loved all of those games, but the least exciting words in the world you can say to me is, it is working on another Doom. They, they didn't have Hexen and stuff, shit until Microsoft acquired them. Okay, I thought that they had yeah, already owned true. that, but... Besides, yeah, Immortals of Avium happened, and no, executives true. can't tell the difference, so no. No Hexen. Never. God, that's so true. We're just fucked out of X now, aren't we? <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so this list seemed uh, like obviously we can't expect them to have anticipated the effects of COVID. No, and I'm um, I'm sure being acquired by Microsoft through all their fucking shit and disarray, having having to reorganize the fucking who talks to who. Mm hmm. Definitely but, impacted things. But you're an absolutely insane motherfucker. If you expected the studio that uh, wasn't it wasn't the arcane that made Prey to then turn around and make a multiplayer game like Redfall by 2021, even if COVID yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, there's you no way. You anticipated that motherfucker? My brother in Christ, what? <laughs> I mean, that's four years, so maybe. They expected them to make what was a destiny in four years having never made a multiplayer game? They made a game with a multiplayer mode once. There's a, a multiplayer mode in Prey on a completely different engine from what they made the entire rest of the game in. And you expected them to make a destiny in four years. Like, come on. That's insane. These motherfuckers in their destiny dreams, I swear to God. <laughs> Borderlands, uh, I feel like, is a more apt comparison, but sure. Mm. Borderlands, the ultimate destiny. Yes. <laughs> Borderlands seems to be the only fucking one of those games that's good. I mean, because it is just gun Which Diablo. pains me, which anguishes me a lot to say. Every time, I shouldn't have actually played Borderlands 3 because now I'd be like, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Gearbox. Your game is actually good. The writing is bad, though, but the game itself is actually good. So, that's it for the Xbox news. Unless anyone had anything else they wanted to say. God, no. Let's climb out of this pit. Yeah. Hey, Agro, you have news? Oh, back in the pit. Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. I'm sitting in front of two computers, and I forgot which one uh, scrolled. My <laughs> mouse. Let's see here. Uh, so, Lies of P came out. 
uh, about a day earlier than it was supposed to. We're still not sure what happened there. Nobody seems to have done it on purpose. But we're going to leave that for a moment and cast your mind back. Back to September the 15th, when Neo is, without an announcement, just added de novo to Lies of P on Steam. Didn't say anything. This was a couple of days after the review embargo dropped, so the reviews came out. Oh. And then they added de novo. Come on. Like three or four days before it was supposed to launch, didn't say anything. Still haven't said anything. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's just that's shit heel behavior on a grand scale. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It does suck. But I have good news. Okay. Potentially. Uh, celebrating the 20th anniversary of one of the greatest unfuckings in video game history, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Square Enix has announced they're putting out a tabletop pen and paper game based on Final Fantasy XIV. Bob, I didn't realize I played Final Fantasy XIV on my PS2. <laughs> yeah, 10, ten year, ten year aggro. Oh, did I say 20? <laughs> you did. Nah, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's Look, I went to public hot. school. <laughs> you only we did don't... that for half of it or some shit, right? I don't remember. So this is going to be releasing in May of 2024. Uh, they're going to start with a starter set. Uh, costs 60 bucks. Comes with like four pre-made character sheets, a couple of different scenarios. Interestingly, um, it comes with 16 dice. 6 D20s and 10 D6s. And I've never encountered a system that only uses D20s and D6s. Mm-hmm. So this might be proprietary instead of them buying the rights to an existing system and skinning it. That's interesting. Uh, for context, there is, there's already uh, a Final Fantasy uh, Pathfinder conversion. You can go to FinalFantasyD20.com and it is even set up in the same way as the official Pathfinder site where you can just you just uh, all here nice oh there's a pathfinder where like i i still have a pdf of the old pathfinder conversion for my little pony like there is a pathfinder for you out there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm one of the i'm one of those freaks who's like no i love pathfinder first edition you want to make it simpler die <laughs> <laughs> uh that's it for the aggro news uh, we now go to bomb sure Hey, Bob, I'm really glad we climbed out of that pit, finally. I'm sorry. Uh, Glenn Schofield, the co-creator of Dead Space, leaves uh, Striking Distance Studios uh, with the protocol, guys. Yeah, that's what happens when your game sells like 10% of what they wanted it to sell. Yeah. Yeah, that studio apparently has been seeing various layoffs over the last year or two. It sounds like it's just scaling down. So, so EA hasn't said shit about how the Dead Space remake sold. And based on what I've heard through the grapevine, it sold didn't sell nearly as much as they wanted. Do you think people just maybe never wanted Dead Space? That was some weird delusion the industry just all shared somehow? No. <laughs> because Dead Space didn't Dead Space never did good enough. Then the spiritual successor to Dead Space didn't do good enough. Then the Dead Space remake allegedly did not do good enough. Yeah, I think that Aliens is really popular and a huge IP. So horror-themed thing in space should work. 
maybe the dead space thing of it being zombies in space just won't. Now, I can provide, having looked it up, any amount of context to how well Dead Space did. Um, it was the best-selling game, best-selling new game, very specific phrasing, in January of this year. Now, can you name other games that came out in January? No. The reason they have to put that clarifier on it is because Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 technically sold more in January than Dead Space 2. <laughs> yeah, of course. Or Dead Space 2023. Uh, that does mean it sold better than Fire Emblem Engage. It sold better than uh, Elden Ring is still selling. It sold better than Forspoken, which is also being outsold by Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring that many months after launch is outselling Forspoken. Yeah, of course. What is yeah. there a surprise? Elden, no, that's, Elden, that's funny as shit. Elden, Elden Ring is going to have like a Nintendo tier tail. Of course, just like God of War Ragnarok, which is also up there. And Pokemon Scarlet <laughs> But yeah, uh, Dead Space sold all uh, better than all of those in January. But good job. You outsold uh, old games in Fire Emblem. And I bet they and dropped forspoken. off the, the, and forspoken. They might probably dropped off the sale chart the next month. Probably, maybe. I don't know, but they haven't released sales numbers seemingly. Mm -hmm. So at very yeah, least in January they lit. did well. But that's all we know. That's all we know. That's all we know. <laughs> uh, moving on. In smaller game news, Izuna was announced. This is a sequel slash revival of the Izuna Legend of the Unemployed Ninja series back from the Nintendo DS. Our last release of this series was 2008. Uh, it had two games back then, Izuna and Izuna 2, the Unemployed Ninja Returns. <laughs> this, is a, this was a dungeon crawler where we played as a, a ninja girl. Okay. It was... It was um... If you're, it was one of those dungeon crawlers where nothing moves unless you move, and it's grid based. If you've played Azure's Dreams, it is similar to that. Um, I think Crypt of the Necro Dancer kind of works like that, but on rhythm, obviously. Right. But yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like every time you move a step, every enemy will move a step. So do not let yourself get negotiated into a corner where they just all beat you to death. <laughs> Uh, I'm seeing a lot of Mystery Dungeon, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yep. Mystery Dungeon. So. Chocobo's Dungeon. Yeah, that's the real. Yeah, obviously. That and Azure Dreams, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, it's unclear what this game is going to be like, if it's even going to play like those old games. They didn't seem to even stick to that. Just like, hey, we're working on it. Here's a picture of the Ninja Girl. Cool. And, and it's uh, that was released by Success Corporation, who are the people who own the Cotton franchise and do oh. those. Oh, okay interesting uh, right so it, like i will the studio that originally made azuna back in those days in 2008 seems to no longer exist <laughs> at least their wikipedia entry shows their last game being released in 2010 <laughs> um i hear netflix announced onimusha will finally get a podcast yes <laughs> the onimusha anime premieres november 2nd it is a series I was really hoping this would be a movie. I don't know why. Is Jean Renault in it? No, I don't believe so. Mm. It is directed by Takeshi Miike, though. Uh, interesting. Right? And it's, it's using that bad-looking CG style, but everything they showed in this trailer kind of looked like it could be good anyway. Which it wouldn't be the first time I watched a, a 
anime that looked horrible just because of the content. Like Kengen Ashura was a lot of fun, even though it looks terrible. And that's new season is soon. Yes, I started yes today. Today. Uh but this this Onimusha series is about Miyamoto Musashi getting the Oni Gauntlet. And he's played by some famous, like long dead uh Japanese actor, uh Bashira Mufune, I think. Yeah, that's the name. He's he he's modeled on him. Okay, I, thank yes. you. <laughs> he's played by long dead actor Toshiro Mufune. <laughs> I knew one day he'd come back to save cinema. <laughs> right? Yeah, see, uh, you, you have to clarify so it's not like they revived him via AI. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a big problem now. Shouldn't be, though. No. Uh, we got that more stuff about Tekken 8. We got two new characters announced. Oh, okay. Feng Wei and Panda. Oh, crazy. Yeah! Those are, those are Tekken characters. I like Feng Wei a lot. I'm very glad he's here. He's the most iconically... I am an evil... Uh, kung fu movie character you've ever seen yeah so good <laughs> and they also said the closed beta is going to start october 20th to 23rd and you can do sign up so hopefully i get in <laughs> we'll see that would be neat yeah i think the signups are still up if you want to go check that out uh more Nam namco bandai news uh-huh sin duality echo of ada was delayed to 2024 that's their other giant mech game. It's one. Oh, where that's the mech thing. Okay, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, you got you, you play as a giant mech. You have this anime girl floating next to you, just like a ghost, maybe an AI. I don't know. Uh, they also revealed some gameplay of it. Uh, it's you wandering around a gigantic area, collecting resources like drilling crystals and stuff, mm -hmm. and then a single enemy shows up in the frame rate tanks. So it was delayed, huh? Yeah, so I'm huh. like, huh, that's probably a good thing you delayed that. That's, that's, that's that, crazy. It's literally one guy. <laughs> Amazing. How is it this bad? <laughs> Yo, that's how, hey, once again, I'm going to pull out my magic trick. Sounds like that game wasn't done. Right? <laughs> good thing you delayed it. You made the correct call. <laughs> um, uh, Acquire announced another self-published game. They've been doing this for a few weeks now. Bob, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that I have to tell you this. This is something you should have learned by now. You need to tell people who Acquire is. Acquire are the creators of Octopass Traveler, Tenshu, and Way of the Samurai, along with many other things, like uh, Akiba's Beat. There's Archivist Strip as well. Yes. Uh, so they make a lot of stuff, and now they're doing self-publishing. Their latest one they've announced is a first-person perspective dungeon crawler that's got a sci-fi setting and seemingly, like, real-time, bizarre grid-based combat. Watching the trailer, it kind of made okay. me think of, imagine first-person Mega Man Battle Network. I, I'm I'm gonna look this up now because that that sounds deranged. It it does just look like what's happening, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I love that Google's like, well, I showed you the YouTube video on, in Google instead of bringing up YouTube to show it to you, so it is not muted. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Okay, so we are definitely just exporting a picture of this and showing the viewer because there is no other way this is gonna work. Yeah. Uh, audio listeners, I'm sorry. You have to go to the video <laughs> in order to begin to understand the extra dimensional maths at play. Okay, everyone. So, 
first-person dungeon crawler, bottom middle of the screen is the grid. Yeah. You seem to be able to set up your party down on that part and make them attack the top grid that's the enemy's grid. Yeah, because you see the enemy's grid in front of you. And the grids all move. This is deranged. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Acquire announces game for no one. Buy it, you won't, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> they keep doing this. This is like the third week in a row they've done it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Excuse me, why is this <laughs> every new moment in this trailer is like this game's this game is designed to be angry at me because I wouldn't buy it because I'm a filthy casual. Yeah, there's also a bizarre equipment system what? that's like Diablo. What the But like in Diablo, the things I put in there look like objects and items. These are icons <laughs> with space sets, yeah. What if what if this two by three grid was you cutting your chest open? No, I don't believe I'll be doing that game. <laughs> what the fuck am I yeah, I don't know. Scars of Mars. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. More so than their other games, just because this is so out there. Uh, we got some more information about Pal World. For people who don't remember, this is the blatant Pokemon-like knockoff third-person shooter Nightmare. That has been around for what feels like three years. Yeah. Allegedly three. hitting early access in January. Okay. Uh, this new trailer, though, shows multiplayer, character customizations, and, like, the enemy teams. Like, we have the Pokemon-style Team Magma and stuff like that. One of them even shows what's clearly a Pokeball. I can't believe they would do that. <laughs> clearly has never seen any other content for this game. No. I'm sure I'm sure excited for for these games to either be real or fake. So we'll know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the more you they show this, the more it's like this is one of those phone games that you, you buy the download the app and it's something completely different. Yep. <laughs> Almost definitely. <laughs> so they, they put out their gameplay Tokyo game show trailer. Huh? Y yep. And that's that's where you get to see all that great multiplayer content and character customization. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, they customized her all right. They did. They, they sure went, what if her arms were big and also her thighs? And I'm like, thanks. That's the, the first question people were asking. I do think this looks funny and nice if it works even at all. It is very funny to be like, what if we were every Nintendo franchise combined? And also uh -huh. Elden Ring. Because <laughs> there's, there's, they're riding the horse and it does the Tempest double jump. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's they, true. they have the fucking Leafeons and slavery-making guns. Yep. Yeah, of course. That's <laughs> that's core to their identity. Does anyone remember when the fuck this game was originally announced? A fucking while ago. Yeah, I feel like it was one of the Jeff Keighley shows. Like a summer one, like two or three years ago. It feels like it's been forever, and my brain just went... How many Pokemon games did they ship since they announced this game? <laughs> yeah, you're clearly now writing the thing just like you are in uh, 20, uh, 2021. Okay. Okay. So they only shipped one Pokemon game since. <laughs> wait, which part of 20? Wait, when did Sword and Shield come out? It's been forever. I think that was uh, 2020, Sword, right? Sword and Shield came out 2019, I think. 2019. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then there was so one. In we're good. 20... We're good. They only shipped Arceus and Scarlet and Violet since this was announced. Last year, yeah. yeah. 
Um, we also got more information about Dragon's Dogma 2. They did an eight minutes of gameplay showcase for Tokyo Game Show. Um, so we found out there are now two nations. The one's like the, the human nation we know from the first Dragon's Dogma. And then this new one that's like of the beast kin. Uh, so it's like a, run by the monster people. And it's set in some sort of desert valley amongst ancient ruins. I was like, okay, cool. It's neat to see them to have more than just what Grand Soren looked like last time. Uh, it does kind of make it feel like the world might be more fleshed out. They also show how side quests work where you can just walk through a town and then an NPC will come up to you and give you a quest. And you can either do it or not. Sometimes pawns will take you two quests as well. All that sounds a little bit more fleshed out than before. Uh, they also showed returning classes like uh, fighter, archer, thief, mage, and uh, magic archer, and a brand new class called mystic spear hand, which looks ludicrous. Like he he has crazy spear combos and then shoots magic. Uh, nice. So this is looking pretty cool. This is this is the first thing where I've ever seen I've seen like a game point and went holy shit next gen. <laughs> because there's a part where like that you throw an explosive barrel at a dam and it blows up and the water washes away a bunch of, mo bunch of monsters and I'm like holy shit you could do anything in the future a lot of the interactions <laughs> they show with that monster because they also show them like you knock him down and he falls between two like across a, a canyon so he's like on both sides and you use him as a bridge and it made me think of weird little uh, interactions you get in Monster Hunter a lot yeah uh, uh, for people who don't know what a dragon's dogma is, it's kind of like it's kind of like Dark Souls. Yeah, it's kind of like Elden Ring before Elden Ring. Yeah, it was like the first Elden Ring. You should buy it. Uh, you should just you should just buy Dragon's Dogma too. On 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 PC. For, uh, for uh, one. Dragon's Dogma one. two. Dragon's yeah for one on by Dragon's Dogma uh, one on PC. I was like, uh, dude, it's a or, fucking new game. I don't trust it on PC. <laughs> I mean, Capcom or, has a good track record now. Hey. hey Hey Capcom, hey Capcom, you know what would really help build hype for this game and get What's people that? to buy the last game? What's that? Removing the fucking frame cap on 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 it. Just remove it. Just remove pull that pull that out yeah. so it'll run good on the next gen consoles. Man, I yeah. bet if I had a Thanks, John PS5, Letterman. I'd be able to run that at like 120 frames per second. Mm. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. Oh yeah, they also something that bugged me a whole lot playing the first game. Mm -hmm. The fighter is the standard sword fighting guy with a shield. In the first game, all he can do is block. He cannot dodge at all. He has no roll. So they showed him, like, do perfect parries and roll in this trailer. It was like, thank you. He's now playable. Because playing an action game without <laughs> any sort of dodging mechanic was infuriating. Bob over here not choosing true strength. Is that it? Um, that's pretty much it. That's they also showed you flying on the back of, like, a... a, a griffin and then falling off and your pawns can apparently catch you to save your life and i was like that's pretty neat that's pretty neat how handsome hey, are my hey, pawns do you, do you think that it, well you you fucking make the pawns dan oh my awesome. brother in christ you made the sandwich how fat <laughs> can you make the pawns if i'm gonna be landing on these bastards i want them big <laughs> You can only make one pawn, at least in the original. Then you have to help the, the community has made good pawns. Oh, okay. Then it's going to have to be a real fat pawn. <laughs> Jeez. Do, you, do you think there'll be, a, there'll be a side quest where you help the peasants with an evil baron, and then but, but then you get disappointed oh, in them because they ate food instead of read books? 
Yeah, I don't think they're going to follow up on the tones of the brilliantly written anime that Bob has already forgotten, oh, but we're no. living with that. No. You know what, Chris? I was going to admonish you for bringing that up, but now that I realize Bob forgot, good on you. Remember, remember, how, remember how that series ends with the guy going, oh, I lost. Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I didn't get, get enough good karma points, even though every episode is about me helping someone. Yep. That was pretty cool. It was pretty infamous. <laughs> Series is so dumb. Yeah, that is that is possibly one of the worst Capcom things we've had to watch for content. Yeah, no. This, yeah. This Onimusha thing might be the first good Netflix Capcom collab. I really want to believe it. Yeah, that sure could happen. It would sure give me more faith in that uh that Devil May Cry one that's still somewhere in the back burner. Right. Yeah, but I, I think that's that attached up. to the net. I think that's attached to the Castlevania people. So maybe. Yeah, it's Adi Shankar. Yeah, I did. taking that. Like, I really don't want Devil May Cry with that same exact tone as, De as the Castlevanias have. I mean, I wouldn't assume well, with that because it's not yeah, Samuel Dietz. No, it's Adi Shankar. Well, it's, it's, so it's it's also not um like that Castlevania stuff. The initial part was written by um. Oh, God, yeah, fuck. I forgot name? his name, too. The Transmetropolitan writer. Yeah, that guy. Warren, Warren Ellis. Ellis. There and, we go. Yeah, Warren Ellis. And they continued his tone, obviously, because... Right. So he still defined the tone, even if he was removed mm -hmm. after the first season. Right. Yeah. Or maybe even before the first season came out, because I know he got canceled. So, um... Yeah. I yeah, hope. so I wouldn't that, expect it. Assuming that Devil May Cry thing ever comes out, they right. sure right. hinted that's, it was yeah, going to be talked thing. about before this came let up, but then it didn't. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's all the news, right? Nobody's got any more news to jackknife me with? Okay, great. Awesome. I'll check if there was any last minute thing. Yeah, I know the Tokyo Game Show is going on right now, so things may have come out. We didn't cover everything. Yeah, there's... Um, it's Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. It's happening right yeah, now. Pe pe people have gotten to play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The only thing I care about, it has a performance mode, so I don't need to know anything else about that game till it's out. Oh, they, they said that? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, some people were like, yeah, it hasn't. Thank God. Um, the only other thing I really gathered was like neat is apparently there's now a climb button, so you, you're not going to be walking into like literally invisible walls everywhere. You can climb over a lot of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that the performance mode shit's uh, really important. Yes, it is. I, nice. I we still we had that rumor unconfirmed that Square Enix was showing Final Fantasy VII remake the first one off on Switch Two. Uh huh. So I presume you would also then want Final Fantasy VII Rebirth to be on the Switch Two. So presumably Maybe. its performance mode will be solid. Yeah, I mean, on a long enough timeline, you want it to be on the Switch, too. I'm sure Sony's paying good money to make sure that it's, at very least, early on exclusive, but... I think they said it's exclusive until May. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which makes me think, was the Switch 2 supposed to be out in May? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they need to put out, re you know, remake before they can put out Rebirth, obviously. you want They to get can the... both be at launch. No, that's insane. You you talk about fucking two like a Sega they're RPG and an both Atlas of them RPG at, launching. They're selling a... both. They're selling both of them at once right now for seventy dollars. They could have had the same plan. If there's a Switch the Two version of remake, that's seventy dollars because it's magic and a portable. 
There's no way these motherfuckers are like, yeah, you can get both of these games. $70 on the Switch to you. Launch. I will fucking, I will pay you $100 if they do that. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way we are getting 7 Remake and Rebirth at launch for the Switch 2 for $70. $100. Clip that. Fucking clip that. Motherfuckers are going to look at Remake on a Switch 2 and their brains are going to melt. Why the fuck would you <laughs> give them that and something else for $70? The only reason I can think is, well, the new one's already out, so why would I want to play the old one? Cause, cause Switch, gamers, fans, Switch fans don't have that issue. Switch fans will yeah. they never buy have the opportunity to play later. <laughs> That's true. Clip it if he's wrong, he still wins. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's gonna be awesome. I don't doubt that Seven Remix a launch title though. That that would that would be such yeah, an no, obvious if they're, win. If they're showing that off, that would be such, an, of course. Such an obvious win. That's like fucking brilliant. <laughs> Imagine they're probably going to charge like fucking either 60 or 70, which is insane because it's like that game came out years ago at this point. And they get to sell it full price again. Yep. Delicious. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's it for news. Let's talk about Chris's stream first. Hey, Chris, what you got going on? Uh, so I was made aware of troubling possibilities in the world of Deltarune, mm -hmm. which is that uh, the chubby goat milf Toriel Dreamer might be an alcoholic. What? what? There might be things in, the, in that game that point out that she's an alcoholic. What? So I now have to go through Deltarune chapter one and two <coughs> to find out the answer to the question, is Toriel Dreamer an alcoholic? I, I have to know, is this some larger community thing or you've lost your own mind? <laughs> I mean, if he was I mean, Deltarune. <laughs> I mean, Deltarune has a really huge. We're gonna dissect every like it's Undertale. It's Undertale, uh -huh. which had the we're gonna crawl through every line of code. I still. I'm sorry. And people, you saying it's Undertale? It's Undertale. I'm like, yeah, because I remember at lunch people going, "Oh my god, it's secretly Undertale." I'm like, no shit, it's the same letters. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest shit in the world. Uh, but no, this is this is not me being insane. Uh, there is credible evidence that she might be an alcoholic, <laughs> which Chris will exhaustively review in his it's upcoming true. streams. <laughs> this fucking uh, that graphic. would be Saturday <laughs> for at least uh, for at least episode chapter one. I don't know how long these are going to take because I have to talk to every single character. <laughs> at every point I possibly can to ensure that I get all the information possible. Need to form the court case here. Yeah, and it, and it, will, and it will also be yeah. a, a, a genuine, a general uh, Delta Rune theorizing stream where I will get to talk about all the things I've thought about since the two years since the last one of these, and seemingly it will still be a while longer before anymore. Oh yeah, because they're That's supposed to release the uh, last three parts at the same time. Is that right? Uh, I think he said there's supposed. I think Toby Fox said there's supposed to be seven, and oh. the next release will be three, four, and five together. Okay, gotcha. Because there was stuff about three just like in the last week. Yeah, but I don't know. I like he might have been like, okay, it's just going to be called three. Like it's not. Like who knows? <laughs> well, 
obviously my virgin ears and eyes cannot watch this Delta Rune stream because no. I have not played Undertale. <laughs> um So, I'm not sure if you knew, but you know how there's that funny song about September and certain nights in September? Well, that's actually the 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 birthday of Gigaboot. So, it's been 13 years. Whoa. We've been doing this shit for 13 years. Shame on us. <laughs> how could we? Um to celebrate, uh we're doing something we've never done ever. We're doing a Donathon marathon sort of stream. Tomorrow, with deranged goals on it. Absolutely fucking deranged goals. I will not list all of them, though there will be information going up onto the internet in the, in the coming hours. But I will say a couple of the absolutely fucking insane things. For example, we have a whole column of this thing I'm looking at, and it is titled Bob Dross. For example, if we hit a certain point, maybe Bob, maybe Bob has to draw certain dillos <laughs> who may or may not be silly or possibly people being betrayed chat's choice and left in the hyperbolic time chamber or perhaps someone if they were Jin Kari. Maybe Bob has to do these things while we play various games. I don't even know if I want to. Like the Switch edition of Mortal Kombat 1. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh my god! Yeah. Are you going to do the story playthrough on Switch? Yes, and that's the only version we will ever know. <laughs> It'll be funny going back three years later when the other version's cheap and be like, Whoa! This is crazy! <laughs> what the fuck? I thought Johnny Cage was bald! <laughs> <laughs> so anyways there's a, there's a lot of things on that goal so we hope we hope you guys uh, join us for that tomorrow um there are lots of lots of really cool things for the stream so anyways that's that's what our plans are hey agra what do you what do you have a plan you gonna... i i think i am finally going to uh find out whether or not the writing in starfield is bold <laughs> and interesting or trite and insufferable because it all comes down to the landing folks <laughs> This sounds like when you hype the season finale. <laughs> they should have phrased it like that every time. Should have been like Smallville season finale. Find out if our writing's trite. Or what a very special bold. episode. Uh, you know what? You know what? Okay, this is this this is the last thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tease anything else from the stream for now. Because they've had enough. They, their brains are working at it, right? They've got enough going on with just the couple of small things I've said. Uh-huh. But there's one last image I want to show chat and our viewers before we go about what we might be playing. You get this aside. On our anniversary stream. God. Yaiba is so vicious. Chat, please make them pay play Yaiba. <laughs> and look at the I way we uh, could play it. <laughs> I think it might unquestionably be the worst action game they stream. <laughs> God, I can't, I can't get over how they were making Yaiba. They were making Yaiba. KG and Afune swoops in like a vampire and is like, let me help. Hire Spark Unlimited. 
who charge 20% the rate of the next cheapest company and they make the worst fucking thing you've ever seen. You carrying games on your phone. <laughs> his, his fucking dead stare. Yeah, I don't think he can blink. <laughs> People are like trying to imagine this game and they're like, man, it must have been... <laughs> It must have been really, really hard to, you know, get back in there and make him fit the animations and the environment. That must have been really difficult. Well, that's where you're wrong. It's actually surprisingly easy. Simply don't give a shit. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for Big Thing. We're leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is only possible thanks to you and that weird Apple joke they did in the Mighty Number no. 9 Kickstarter years ago. You can head over to patreon.com slash gbpodcast and listen to very many commentary tracks for movies where Bob might also randomly bring up the Apple from the Mighty Number no. 9 Kickstarter from years ago. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast.